Okay, let me start this off right here as we usually do, reminding you guys to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list over there, lots of good things to share with you guys. Also, check out US Law Shield. We have a promo code, it's called Hank, that gets you two free months um, for annual plus the locked in rate of $10.95 a month at US Law Shield. So, you know, you get a good deal. We get a couple of shekels coming in our direction. We're members of US Law Shield. So check that out. I've got a link in the chat here as well as you could get one on hankstrange.com big shout out to tusk firearms crypto for sponsoring the show this is a big show so we're gonna i'm gonna um save all the other stuff in here and just load everyone up on the screen and we're gonna jump in and do the opening right now welcome back to the Hank all right guys situation. don't forget to uh Watch hit that time. subscribe button Watch smash the thumbs up ring the bell walter ring the bell someone ring the bell. there we go boom bells are ringing we we are live i hope you guys have your big girl panties on today this is episode 818 of the who moved our freedom podcast this is the only one this week so we wanted to make it something very special we're doing a dagger follow-up all of your questions are going to be answered. We've got the dudes, some of the dudes from PSA over here on Free For All Monday. They're going to be hanging out with us. Uh, we have Chad. Let me see. I'm going to go to Chad so you guys can see. There's Chad. What's up, man? How you doing? Good, good. Glad to see everybody. Yeah, tell the folks out there what you do at PSA. I'm the CEO of Prime State Army. Okay, boom. There you go. Big shot. <laughs> We've got the big shot here in the house. We also have Stephen. What do you do at PSA, Stephen? You, you could have started with me first. That way the, you know, big drop was after. Uh, yeah. So I'm the operations manager and uh, <clears throat> over the dagger program are all future pistol programs and dealing with R&D from concept to completion. Awesome. There you go. So we've got two big wigs here from PSA joining us as well. Speaking I of big wigs, we've got, oh, there you go. Well, we've got <laughs> Babyface P also joining us of Babyface P Incorporated. <laughs> and we've got Walter Keller of Safety, Har Safety Harbor Firearms also joining us. Walter, Babyface, how are you guys? Good. I'm here. Good, okay. <laughs> So, oh, well, they're here. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, don't forget to hit those thumbs ups, guys, and share this if you can. We're going to take, we're going to take questions here. So these guys are going to take questions. We're doing this for two hours. You know that, Chad. I know. It's a, yeah. Yeah, that's a big deal. We got uh, a CEO here. Two here. hours? Yeah, two hours. So. I got I to gotta call my CEO real quick. Yeah, get yourself a, you know, <laughs> bottle under the table if you need it. We're going to take all questions from folks out there. You guys can share this. Hit the thumbs ups as everyone's coming in here. Uh, I know we still have people coming in. So um, where should I start with this? And, and Patrick and Babyface, feel free to jump in at any time. I just want to share something. And Babyface? Yeah, pa oh, well, Babyface oh, and Walter. Twice. Babyface and Walter, sorry. My bad. Doing a bunch of stuff. So on Hank Strange, YouTube slash Hank Strange, we have this video up. It's a PSA dagger, nine millimeter, 5,000 plus rounds. I think we got it in, where did we get that? Where did we get that thing? We got it at a couple of thousand, maybe, was it 3,000 rounds or something like that? And uh, we put, I think it was 3,200. Yeah. Yes, we yeah, have, like that. how long is this video? This video is an hour and 20 minutes that we have mm -hmm. on YouTube. Very detailed, every single shot. You guys need to check this out. Um, 
And the whole thing that's happening here, I'll skip forward a little bit so you all could see this. We can't, you know, YouTube is watching us when we're live, so we can't show. We can't show handguns and rifles and things like that, except if we're looking at it on video. So we have pictures and things. I'll share stuff from the website and all that from PSA as we go in here. But we put every round through it. Other guys had it before us. Oh, there's a train passing. <laughs> Don't pay attention. <laughs> pay no attention to the train that's going by right now. Um, <laughs> oh, boy, this is going to be fun. Um, it's like a big, massive train that sounds like going by. It's celebrating the dagger. So we've been yeah, doing. Yeah. yeah, we've been doing. We've been taking a look at this dagger from. When did you guys announce it at Shot Show? Uh, two years ago. It's the last Shot Show. So what was that? 2019? 19? 18. Yeah, I think so. No, wait, yeah. wait, hold on. Yeah. No, it's it was 2020. No, yeah, 2020 was the last one. Yeah, 2021 was the one that was skipped. Yeah. When we did so this year was the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So, wait, it was 2019 or 2020? I think it was 2019. 2020. It, it's been a year since we came out with it. If you remember, it took us seven months to. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it was all crazy. I think you guys announced uh, 1,500 new items at that shot yeah, show. <laughs> 13. <laughs> So, lots of cool stuff that I'm sure sure folks are going to ask us about, but we're going to talk about the dagger because um, I had I had folks on the show here. We were talking about it. People said this is never coming out. It's a unicorn. It did come out. It's out there. Are you guys in regular production right now? Yes. Okay. Can we? Can we? Do we know how many of them are getting produced or? as many parts as we can get a day and it's all going out yeah are you guys are you guys making everything in house now for the, the whole pistol good question no Hard we're not making sure. everything in house okay so know, it, 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 would be, it would be viable for us to do something like that i mean you, you you have to use other people who's who's accustomed to making parts for these type of things so we, yeah, right. we do the brands we got the drawings we let them do it and then we source those the the majority of it um, is, is pretty much outsourced with the exception of like the barrels, because we, we have a barrel manufacturing facility that can do that. Oh, interesting. I, was gonna, I thought the barrel would have been the one thing that you would have outsourced. I didn't realize you guys were making them. That's cool. We, we make a lot of barrels. There's one uh, thing that we're yeah. good at doing right now is making barrels. We're not good at stamping steel parts. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So barrels. That's yes. a, that's a good thing. So mm -hmm. most of your major manufacturers are not going to have every part in house, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to plastic molding and stuff like that. Your frames are mostly done at a few big plastic manufacturers that mm -hmm. injection mold stuff. So <clears throat> no no need to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you kind of, you, I mean, that's, you kind of let industry expertise handle that stuff for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. By the way, before I forget this, big shout out to Josiah at PSA that helped arrange all of this along with Lola. Appreciate Lola and Josiah uh, for, for helping us out here. I don't know if he's out there watching us or listening. Um, and we'll get to all the questions that you guys have. Um, uh, I'm, I'm already seeing people... Like Brian Quick says, lot. PSA prices 
uh, don't matter. Nothing is in stock. Is that true, Chad? Because I, 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 I know it's not true, but you're the CEO. So our products are selling so quickly. I mean, if, if think of it this way, we wouldn't be having this podcast right now if we didn't exist because we never had anything in stock. Mm-hmm. Um, I get people's frustrations. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But there's certain things like we're coming off of one of the worst, it's probably the worst hangovers that we've ever had in the industry with the COVID and all the free money that was handed out and everything. So we prospered. And while we prospered, our customers suffered because we couldn't get everything in stock in an adequate amount of time. We we could have sold everything we could have made and we wanted to sell everything we, we, you know, we could make. We wanted to be able to make and, and get more. But um, every, every machine, every group, every manufacturer that we used, everybody was completely 100% fully staffed up and being utilized. And then at near the mid to end of the COVID pandemic, the, the staffing become a problem. So we had all the machines, we had all the, the materials, we had everything on process to go forward. And people started going out with COVID. It just, it, it caused a backlash. And that's not us using an excuse. I mean, we had at one point, we had almost 50 people out um, with illnesses during that, that period of time wow. um, whether they were just at home with their family or they had been exposed or they had it or, or anything you know we have we, we've had you know a lot of different uh struggles um during the pandemic so yeah we do have it's, it's starting to become more in stock we're seeing a little bit of a cool off period i think the industry's had a little bit of a hangover with the with the covid situation and now the customers are starting to have a little bit of a hangover schools back in um, we're going into the summer slump. What we were, um, our plan was to, to be in full production on things like the dagger and, of course, the jackal um, during the summer slowdown month. So we'd have new products to entice people to buy. Um, unfortunately, the jackal's not a thing. Steven's doing a heck of a job getting the dagger out there. If you join the PSA handgun group, you'll see more and more every day dropping, more and more people getting in, you know, getting them in stock. But we just don't have unlimited capacity to run thousands and thousands and thousands of SKUs and products that um, we just have to pick and choose based on what materials we have at that, that point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let me get, uh, so here's a counterpoint to that from Gorillas and Guns. He says, I've been getting a lot of stuff uh, from PSA here lately, super fast shipping. I think over um, the, the, the last couple of days, you guys have free shipping on stuff. I know there's always this question about availability, so I just I'll just spend a couple of minutes on it. You know, I think that always happens, right? Especially with the cool things you guys are making. In the beginning, when you when you're making something cool, you don't make like a million of them <laughs> and then sit around and wait for everyone to to buy them. It starts at limited right. capacity, right? How does that work? Well, we're we're still. Uh, I mean. We're, we're becoming a major player. We are a major player at this point, I think, but mm-hmm. we're still kind of a smaller company. So we can't produce 15,000 guns and wait on some predetermined drop date to ship them all out so everybody's got them. We consider ourselves a hand-to-mouth company. So as we get part of in, we build guns to order and ship them out. And that's a strategy from our standpoint to keep us healthy because some of these companies in the past have had great success during different parts of the, 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 the career you know profile of that company. They put 15,000, 20,000 guns in stock and think if we had that, what if we had 30,000 AR-15 sitting in the back warehouse consuming up space and, and causing overhead 
when the summer slump or something happens. We just we don't we don't operate that way. We we build to order. A lot of a lot of times the pro- product that you get was built the day before it ships. Um, yeah. And that's just been our strategy. It's been our strategy to be able to be nimble and see. You know, Jamin has, has got an algorithm in his head that's unparalleled to anybody I've ever seen in this industry. He'll watch sales data and he'll change daily what he's building. If, if pistols are hot, we're building pistols today. If rifles are hot, we're going to build rifles today. You know, ammo's the thing. We're going to focus on getting ammo to the back. So um, it, it's just the way we operate. And I know it's very frustrating to consumers um, because it's it's different. You know, SIG and different companies like that, they'll build thousands and thousands of product and keep it in the warehouse before launch so everybody can get it. Um, I think what we do works for us. It's it's a little bit different. It's like I say, it can be frustrating. But you look at the hype that goes along with what we're doing. I kind of took that market on the from the manufacturing standpoint and did some of the social media with it. Mm-hmm. You know, we give they drop reminders and we tell people we have to play little games and things. I mean, mm-hmm. we try to make it fun, even though it can be aggravating, just the way we do business. But believe me, if I can get a 10,000 every product in, in stock so everybody can get it and be happy, I'd do it tomorrow. It's just, that's not the times we live in right now. And I think as we mature, some of that may change. Um, but for the short term, when we have a new product dropped, when we get the parts, we're going to build them and ship them. Yeah. I don't know if people know this, but in my time from looking at the industry, when you look at the distribution model, what I don't like about it is that when cool guns come out, distributors hoard them. <laughs> No one can get their hands on it. Yep. And see, we don't, um, a little, this, this aggravates dealers too. Nobody's even brought this up, but we um, sometimes hold dealers from getting the new products because we want the consumers to have them. Mm-hmm. So we'll throttle dealers on certain things like the new AKs or the daggers or whatnot. It, it mm-hmm. frustrates them too, but I, we would like for the consumer <clears throat> to have as many opportunities to get the product firsthand from us than going out on the black market and being put on gun broker and that kind of things. It still happens, but not as frequently as it would, would be. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you if if you pay attention as these guys are saying, you can get your hands on stuff. So specifically with the dagger, Walter, how did you get one? Did someone did you have special circumstances that help you get your hand on one? Uh, I I had no help. I it it was a Friday. We were I was going up to your place on a Saturday to shoot the you know, put eighteen hundred rounds through the gun. So I said it's for fun. Let me see if I, if any pop up on Friday. So I started watching about three o'clock and refreshing and watching and refreshing and blah, blah. and then a friend came over and I had to help him load up a truck, one of my military trucks. And, and I go back inside. It's about four twenty. Apropos, about four twenty, <laughs> and I and I hit the button and it says it only showed the uh, colored ones out of stock. And I'm like, oh shit. So I, 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 I hit well I can tell you, I'll tell, I'll, tell you about when they, I'll tell you the story about when the dagger first came out and you'll laugh too and I hit the button and boom I had one on my cart I'd already turned off the uh, screen blocker thing the ad blocker which is part of the other story mm-hmm. and um, I'm an FFL and everything so boom it boom 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 and it was done it was on order okay yeah. and I have it right here so yeah when they very first came out, we were all waiting. I was going to buy two of them if I could get my paws on them. Because mm-hmm. Patrick's like, get one for me, get one for me. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so like, yeah. 
<laughs> so no, no one was thinking up, about Hank Strange, but go ahead. It's fine. I came up, I put it in the cart, and my, uh-huh. and my damn my da- my damn ad blocker was on, and it wouldn't let me finish the order. And yeah. then by that time, it was gone. Boom! And I'm like, son of a. Yeah. And, and, and it wasn't it wasn't PSA's fault per se. It was my damn computer's fault. So, you know, um, I was ready the next time. Yeah. Yeah. I just happened. I just happened onto it on on that Friday before we went to go shoot the gun. So. Yeah. Um, can Can you guys tell us how many are getting made every day? Is this? Um, I mean, if there's inside stuff that we can't talk about for sure, tell us. But is there an average number of how many of the daggers in particular are getting made every day? I think someone asked that um, earlier. It's not a set number. Um, okay. There are so many different things that we work through daily. Um, but several hundred a day go out. And when we build them, they're gone daily. <clears throat> so oh, sometimes okay. there's a, there's a, there's a lap, there's a lap over, mm-hmm. um, from one day to the next, but whenever they go up, they sell out instantly. Um, here lately it's, it's finally been that little bit of a trickle. Um, you know, we're getting more in. So whenever we load them, we have more in stock. So it takes now instead of five minutes or 28 seconds, like the first day and crash the website, you know, yeah, that's we right. have that a boom. couple hundred. Yeah. We have a couple hundred that go out and now it's, it takes five minutes, you know, 20 minutes. Um, but we have so many different things coming out with the dagger and what we want to do with it. Um, mm-hmm that I think everybody's starting to see it on the website, you know, that there are things that we're going to do that are going to enable you to build the gun that you want, you know, I AR, the, yeah, I mean, PSA did it with the AR 15 mm-hmm. and why not do the same thing with a popular platform that there are tons of aftermarket stuff available, um, for whatever you want to do. And, uh, you know, you have that flexibility. So we can sell you a $300 firearm or you can buy, you know, you see the frame, you can buy the, the frame that is fan freaking tastic compared to anything else on the market. And then you can put your whatever barrel, whatever slide you've got, you know, that you want because the aftermarket's just there for it. Yeah. So I think that's, uh, I see that as questions. Uh, Gabriel Dominguez says ETA for optics ready PSA dagger. And I would ask about the different versions. I think, go ahead. That's on him. (laughs) I didn't even know that that was, yeah. Is there like an RMR slide version coming out? Yeah, there's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, Steven. Um, I am, I am in (laughs) testing right now. Yeah. It's, it's coming. Okay. I think the, also the thing that we that we do here that, you know, we're bringing in and making sure that we do everything right. There's a reason why there was a delay. We wanted to make sure the gun worked with every type of ammunition, whenever, what kind of recoil springs, if we put suppressors on a threaded barrel, if we put lights on the frame, you know, we test thousands, tens, 20, 30,000 rounds on these things to make sure that everything goes out right. Uh, so the same thing with an optics ready version, we're going to test mo- all the different platforms that are cut for us and we're going to ensure that they work. Okay. So it's not just get it and then sell it, you know, Hey, let's get it cut. You know, these are our first ones off of production machines. 
okay, now we have some and we have, we're testing. And then as soon as we get more ready and my tests are gone, you know, it's, it's on the market. And I was going to call you guys amateurs for saying that you shot, you know, 1800 rounds through a gun. It's like I did 5,000 yesterday. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Flexing on us. Uh, first of all, this is apocalypse. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. I don't have 10,000 rounds sitting in my back. Pocket. Yeah. You know how much money we spent on that day? <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Trust me. Patrick yeah. was like, are you serious with this? Yeah. When he told me the number, I was like, I don't feel comfortable with this, but I'll do it. Oh, stop yeah. it. Stop it. I, I'm not a, I'm not an ammo shy person. I do machine uh-huh. guns. So, you know, it's like we used to shoot a lot of ammo, like nine mm. millimeters, grab by the handfuls and load the mag. But, Back in the good old days. Not, that's, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 When we were ammo rich. Yeah, remember those mm-hmm. days? Yeah. Like a uh, year ago. No, no when, it, when it was 135,000 yeah. shipped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those days will come back. It's just going to take some time. Yeah. 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 So different. Right now, there's a regular. There's a regular one, and um, and then there's. I think we're getting some different colored, uh, like slides, or the yeah. whole gun. Yeah. Are we getting the? Are we getting the frames in different colors also? Not yet. Okay, not not yet. Yet. Eventually. but it's on the way. It's, okay, it's, I'm telling you, whenever I say there's so many different things that we're doing with this mm-hmm. gun, you will be able to fully customize your gun just like you would an AR, your dagger just like you would an AR-15. What right. color do you want yeah, your frame to be? What color do you want your slot to be? Say that again, Chad. At one time, it was approaching 600 skews of different oh. parts and combinations, <laughs> Holy of colors. Crap. And- that's yeah. A lot. Yeah. 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 Um, guess guess who has to create the SKUs? Yeah, I'm throwing up the website right now. I don't know if you guys could see it or not. You should be seeing it. So on here, you could get the complete guns. You can get dagger parts. I think it says. Um, I got one yeah. of those frames coming. Right. So let me see. So what dagger parts are out there right now? I see the. Oh, you can get a. You can get an unthreaded barrel. Looks like. And those uh, that's all the parts. That's mm-hmm. replacement parts for the entire gun. Oh, okay. And those those will work somewhat in uh, another popular brand of firearm. I'm guessing, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So um, the, there's complete frames. Who who? One of us got a complete frame recently. Uh, Walter has one coming. Yeah, Walter has one coming. So there's complete frames that are out as well. Let me see. And then complete guns. What's the options here? Right now, those are all out of stock at this point. But you can do notify when in stock, right? And so there you go on that. When when mm-hmm. I when I finally ordered mine that day, I sent I sent a text to to Patrick and Hank, and by and Patrick immediately got on, tried to get it, and they were out of stock already. It was gone. Yeah, they were all gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's so we've got lots of different things that are going to be coming here with these guns in the future as, as time is going on here, right? Yep. Yeah. So everyone just needs to, you know, just needs to be some patience. There are things that are out there um, that you can get. Uh, let's see, Fox Bodies for Life. Who's that? It says, shout out to Chad and Steven. Those two are great. Just passed uh, 2,200 rounds and everything is functioning flawlessly. That's cool. Yeah, he was, uh, so he was the, one of the initial adopters. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the, the elephant in the room would be the walk-in trigger pin issue that, that we've had with some of the, the models. 
or some of the daggers. Um, he was one of the first ones that it happened to, and uh, he was absolutely instrumental in helping us along the way. He was a great guy. We talked to him several times. He was very patient. Yeah. He just wanted to help really for the greater good. Um, but again, he, 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 he worked with us every step of the way while we were going back and forth with him on, on getting that situation resolved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's yeah, we see. heavily are indeed his gun. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so let's see what other questions. Lola says, if you guys have questions, throw them in the chat. And uh, Patrick and Walter try to help me keep an eye on that, and we'll we'll get to some of those. Lola says, folks are calling the dagger the $300 Glock. Um, uh, she says, cheapest Glock, etc. What was the initial idea behind the, the dagger? And I'm sure some legal... The initial, you mean the initial idea of what, what, what yeah. Jamin's vision was? Yeah, what was the it, vision I mean, he here? Was, and who, and by the way, you got to explain to folks who Jamin is. For some people may not know. So Jamin's the owner of, of JJE, which is the parent company of Palmetto State Armor, mm-hmm. Armory. Um, mm-hmm. He moved up to the JJE cloud. Now he manages six or seven companies, and then I moved into the Palmetto State Armory role. So Jamin is the, 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 the primary owner mm-hmm. um, for this large umbrella. But uh, his his vision was to have an inexpensive striker-fired pistol that everybody could afford, just like his vision was with the AR-15. He wanted to have a, a decent, really nice option out in the market um, that was within that $300 price range so people of any any financial status could get them. And it, it, it turned out, I mean, to be honest with you, my opinion, when I first heard about it, I kind of just – paused for a second because you know we, this it's kind of been done before right mm-hmm. um the ones that have been done before are very 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 expensive um i'm not a huge glock guy to begin with you know i wasn't a, a big uh, fan of the platform i carried one when i was in law enforcement that kind of thing um but striker fire pistols have their place and i think once um, the initial design came out and you put it in your hand and you felt it it was something that is not very it's not common in the industry. Um, I can go through every handgun as, as a competitive shooter. I've shot just about every handgun you could think of. And um, to be honest with you, the one that we came up with when it, it made has completely changed my opinion of polymer striker fire pistols. Um, so, and that's, that's what he was hoping for. He was hoping to have the best polymer striker fire pistol that you could get that was affordable for common uh, ownership. Was it part of the plan to, to make it compatible with, uh, like, let's say Glock parts? I mean, let's just, you know, I don't know um, <laughs> whether that's like Well, it, it, taboo. it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it is. Like, well, because there's people there's people who, who, like, venture into this, and they make everything proprietary. So can yeah. I talk on that just a little bit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so coming from... Coming from an, another manufacturer that, mm-hmm. you know, builds most propri- mostly proprietary stuff for several years, mm-hmm. uh, there comes a point where everybody goes, well, do we need to make a proprietary site that now you have to go and buy this proprietary thing? Because guess what that leads to? Now I've got to work with all the aftermarket manufacturers to create a, a site for us, a striker for mm-hmm. us, a trigger for us. And it's like... Well, that's more work on our part. Mm-hmm. If there's something that already exists and you can utilize it, do it. 
Yeah. Because it's going to be better for your customer because your customer, I mean, and so we talk about Jamin and PSA all the time. Jamin's vision is I want to distribute freedom to everybody. And if I can make that more affordable, how, what's the best way of doing that? Mm-hmm. And why not? That's just like a, uh, you know, thinking about a Mustang, right? It has the biggest aftermarket uh, of any car on the road. Well, why wouldn't you want to create, if you were going to make another car and you can utilize parts for the aftermarket for a Mustang, why wouldn't you do it? Everything's there. It's already been done. Let's yeah. use that and go with it. Yeah, if we say pistol caliber carbine, I mean, I'd be interested to know what Chad's. Chad has uh, obviously shot a lot of guns. I'd be interested to know what his what's his prime, what's the most awesome gun to Chad. But you know, you're talking about like a magazine that pistol caliber cal- caliber is the most available on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, why not? Why not go with that? Right. Yeah, and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Why well, reinvent the wheel? Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. you know, we we talked about this um, in our video on the show. I think other people talked about it in their videos. Just think about what's happening. So outside of having this complete package here, there's a massive demand for parts to the to the point that people mm-hmm. are buying like um, decommissioned police guns or not decommissioned, but uh, old police <clears throat> guns and stuff like that. Right, Patrick. <laughs> If anybody just looked at my Instagram in the last couple of days, I just bought a uh, Gen 3 Glock 17 frame. Mm-hmm. I was expecting it to come in used because that's what I've done before is bought like used frames. This thing is brand new, which leads me to believe that the company that's buying these is buying brand new Glocks, stripping them down, selling the frames and selling the parts separate because they're obviously making more money at it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. With with all the 3D printing going on, we were talking about, I think, you know, with the 3D People printing, want, yeah, yeah uh, polymer 80 guns that are out there, there's not enough parts for the guns, and people are, no. yeah, you can't you the, can't build a complete gun for less than you can buy this gun for. Go, I think Walt... Oh, God, no. Yeah. No. We're selling a lot of the parts now. I mean, at, once we put the parts up last week, we started every day selling the small parts. Mm-hmm. Um, people and, and people like me, I, you know, I like to have extra parts of my range bag or whatever. We don't know what people are doing with them, but um, I, I assume that they're building some polymer ready kits with the parts, and they're also keeping uh, parts handy in their in their their bag. They're cheap enough, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, replacing a striker every two or three thousand rounds, four thousand rounds. You know, if, if you can afford it, do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any Walter or Patrick, I'll give you guys a chance to jump in here if you've got questions from people out there or comments that you want to make. It's just funny to me that okay. the parts now for a Glock, sorry, Walter, the parts now for Glocks are worth more than the Glocks. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's amusing. That's what I'll just say. I'll use that term. <laughs> it's amusing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because people don't people are building their own stuff. They want to make their own stuff. So Which is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's America. No, it's not amazing. It's 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 always been like that. People have always made their own stuff. Look at the AR15. Yeah. AR15 yeah. is your make it your own stuff gun. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. No no two people like the same stuff on an AR15. Everybody's mm-hmm. got to have their little touch and their little this, their little that. You, know, you you can't do that with an AK. I mean, I'm quite honest. You you can do it a little bit. But you can't change the barrel in an afternoon. You can't do this. You can't. It's mm-hmm. for the average person. It's just. It's not. It's not available. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what yeah. makes. The, what the. 
But yeah, um, so I noticed that the, the dagger box, the <laughs> hole in the dagger box know, is a little going. longer than the barrel. So, <laughs> so that means a full-size gun is coming, correct? Yeah. Go ahead, uh, whoever's going to take this wink, one. You can wink or just shake your head. <laughs> no, tell us! <laughs> hey, hey, listen, there, uh, whenever I say there's going to be so many different things that happen with this gun, there are so many different things that are going to happen with this gun. So you can read into the box size all you want. Um, I'm, I'm smart. Why, why, make, why make one box when you can put two guns in one box or three guns in one box, right? Or four or five. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right, right, or six or seven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll mention, um, I like. I want to do a lead star, like a um, competition ready mm. gun. Uh, that, that'll, that'll happen during the swagger dagger uh, experiment. Wow. So, um, yeah. What price point do you? Can you guys tell us what price point you're thinking? Because if this is like I a three even, to three fifty, imagine getting like a what's a what's the price point, guys, of a, one of those real race. sexy race Glocks out there? What are we looking it's at? Very expensive. Oh, oh very expensive. like if you go to like an agency arms or something like yeah. that, you're paying eighteen hundred dollars. Mm. Oh yeah, minimum. Oh yeah, and that's you supplying the gun. Right, and see so when when we first initially had the issues with the the dagger way back when. Um, there's a guy there I gotta give a shout out to because he helped us tremendously. His name's John Nagel. Mm-hmm. And yeah. John was kind of a, a team Glock mechanic back, he did a lot of work with, even when Savigny and those guys were racing actual Glocks for USPSA. Mm-hmm. He's a he's, he's a genius when it comes to striker fire pistols. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know he, he, he did a lot helping us. And his guns, when he was building them back, 15, 10, 15 years ago, his was north of $2,000. I mean, some of them. Wow. So if you get a real worked over Glock, my first race Glock when I tried to get into open shooting was about $2,300 all in. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah. you, once you get to that level, there's some things that's got to change, parts and configurations and whatnot. So it would, that's why we would do it under a Lead Star name. We'd move mm-hmm. it over into that brand of products because it is going to be a little bit more pricing like the lead star stuff they'll have one person who assembles it start to finishes and, and then the qc person that goes through it and double checks behind them it's, there's a lot of work and effort that goes into that stuff and you you do not want to have a pistol that doesn't run at a match that's the absolute worst thing that'll ever happen i've wanted to throw guns over berms before you know just for getting so aggravated yeah um do so, you get yeah. disqualified at a match if you throw your gun at the berm I don't know. Probably. I think so. It's probably yes. a disqualification. <laughs> it sounds a lot like golf. It's a, you, you ever seen a golfer get mad and break his clubs? They get, yep. they get in trouble for that, too. Oh, you, oh they do? The emotion. Oh, you can't oh, yeah. throw your clubs in golf, no. Oh. <laughs> it, must be, it must be very stoic. Yeah. Oh. It's supposed, to, it's supposed to be professional. I've seen magazines get thrown, yeah. but yeah. I've yeah. never seen anybody throw a gun. Yeah, who's the John McEnroe of the uh, of the two gun three gun world? <laughs> Let's find out. Someone, I've someone seen some got, I threw one recently. I think. <laughs> yeah, and 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 if anyone's listening, so Lead Star, which uh, Lead Star right now is making some high end like race, I think carbines and. Uh, you know your like pistol caliber carbines and regular AR style guns, but lightweight, uh, really great finishes and stuff like that, right? So, yeah. so you're going to be doing other things through Lead Star. For example, you're talking about this race Glock. 
Yeah, it's 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 more like a race dagger, but it's more like a. Um, I'm sorry, a, race uh, dagger. My bad. <laughs> Shame, a, on okay. Shame on me. Shame on me. That slipped out. Lead Star and the Custom Series are. It's kind of like the. It's a custom shop, is just mm-hmm. like Smith and Wesson had their custom shop, and other companies have done that. Um, it's very low quantity, high, you know, high dollar amount products but they work i mean you never see people complaining about the, any of the lead star guns even the grunt that came out which is the mid mid to high mid to entry high tier ar-15 platform mm-hmm. um we just we don't there's little to no return rate mm-hmm. at all and when we do have it it's you know small things um that sometimes the users don't understand there'll be a blemish you spend that much for a gun if there's a little blemish on it or whatever <laughs> they they don't they want to get it fixed or be touched up or whatever like that. But, um, yeah, that's someone just, uh, breathed on my gun. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm sending yeah. it back. Yeah, that's where we do a lot of development. We do a lot of testing. The guys, we've got you know a lot of people don't know this, but we've probably got 25 top competitive shooters that shoot between PSA and Ledstar right now, and um, they include myself and Mike Sexton, who helps me on the, the mm-hmm. Ledstar side. We get a lot of information back from these guys like, hey, you ought to look at this, let's change that, let's move that. It's kind of like NASCAR where you learn on Sunday what goes into production on Monday. Um, we and, and, and I'm heavily into that, so I enjoy it. And, and um, it gives us a great test bed, even for a new product that you may not know about. We had the dagger was ran at the um, Two Gun Nationals before it ever was sold, if I'm not mistaken. Cool. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Tony Martin uh, ran it and, and did really well. Mm. Go ahead, Walt. The, the the pistol that we shot, that I shot with Hank. I was when it came out of the box. I was really surprised how nice it looked. Aside from the little yeah, where you, yeah, you Walt, keep your wear, hands down. Uh-huh. Where you normally get wear on the barrel. Um, uh-huh. Aside from that, the gun looked brand new. So, and we got done after dip shooting and dipping in water and doing all this stuff. It looked the same. So yeah, you know, I look fine. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think that, that, that wore really well for 5,000 rounds. I need to get it to Steve, and I looked at it. It's going out. I think Josiah decided to take it to 10,000. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I looked at it, and there's a little hood wear. There's some wear around the locking lug and that kind of thing. But yeah, um, yeah. that's normal. I, we, we, if I'm not mistaken, the only thing that I've changed in it was around the right after you got it. I think I, we, we did the recoil spring. Okay. And really didn't need to do that, but it was at its service increment. I mean, we, if you, the service increments are out there, if you look at them after 5,000 rounds, it's a good idea to change the recoil spring. I don't think it needed it, but I did it. Yeah, we didn't see, did we see anything? I don't think we saw anything in the spring. The trigger was getting nicer. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, mechanical wear does a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was a trigger a hard time. And I just, you know, every, I put it this way. Every pro shooter that I've put the dagger in, there's been probably 20, Clint Upchurch, people don't know that, the, the guy that did the nerd video a while back, he was one of the best shooters in the country for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, literally one of the best shooters in the country for years. He shot for FN, he shot for um, different, uh, in Atlanta Arms, he shot for everybody. That guy's been around for years. Mm-hmm. He said nothing negative, or I'm sorry, cold. He didn't shoot for FN, he shot for cold. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said sorry. nothing negative about the trigger. He pulled it. He said, man, that's not bad. He's one of the best shooters in the country. You know, I mean, it's 
and I it, it didn't bother me either after it wore in. It was a little gritty at first, but after it wore in, it's it's fine. That trigger that that gun can do work straight out of the box. Yeah. So let's <clears> see. <throat> uh, we got a this. Uh, let me get this. Uh, Super chat in here from Crump. I don't know if I missed any other money, super chats. Money, money, uh, money. That's John Crump of uh, MLN News and, and GOA. Uh, if anyone else did a super chat, let me know, and I'll scroll back and find it. My apologies for that. Um, so triggers, can we have that conversation here for a little bit? Who's a trigger snob here that changes their trigger? Put your hands up. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. When it comes oh, to Glocks, no. Those two. Yeah, the two. The competition dudes. Um, yeah. I mean, I want a so. I'm not saying that I don't I haven't changed a trigger in a Glock, but whatever I'm carrying, I want to have a regular type of trigger in there that's predictable to me. Does that you make didn't any say kind of carry gun. You didn't say carry yeah, gun. Yeah, carry gun's a factory. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh your carry stuff is factory. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I'm looking I'm guess I'm looking at this as almost like a carry thing. Um, yeah, that's what I see it too. Yeah. yeah, I like that trigger to be predictable. I know people put all kinds of different triggers in there. I'm not. Yeah, so there's a whole different there's a whole different aspect that and this is a rabbit hole that you could go mm-hmm. down from a mm-hmm. production standpoint. As <clears throat> how safe do you want that gun to be? Mm-hmm. You know, you you build these safeties into it, but then there's also that factor of we have to from an OEM say this is a standard in which we're going to hold so that someone is not accidentally going to hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. And so that's a that's a big thing from any OEM. And if they send you a, if, if it's a custom gun, that's when you're going to get something lighter or, mm-hmm. or something that's really been polished, tweaked, whatever. So there, there is a, there's a safety aspect to a stock gun that you want to have. And yeah. that, uh, that platform that we are using, go get a standard gun that you're comparing it to and <laughs> shoot it and grab a hundred of them and then tell me that they all feel the same because there, there's just there are tolerances to everything right mm-hmm. so uh we are constantly looking into things that we could do to make it feel a little bit better but the number one thing my my favorite one of my favorite saying and one of my buddies who's a gun designer he was the first person I heard say it. It's like, there's one proper way to empty a magazine, to oh. unload a magazine, and that's to shoot it. And yeah. there's one proper way to break in any trigger that you get, and that's to shoot it. Yeah. And once you do it, you're, you're taking a brand new gun that has brand new everything in it. Everything's got to get those little edges worn off and taken down. And the proper way to do it is to, to blast it, to literally do what it's designed to do, and that's to shoot it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess I should have asked, like, what people are doing with these. Are they carrying them? Are they using them for competition? Is it like a fun gun? I don't know. What do you guys think? Yes. Yes. I read where some people are carrying them, but I think, um, you know, the adoption rate is, is high based on our sales, but low is in volume. Um, and I think people are they're taking them to the range or shooting them, they're proving them before they carry them. I, I think that right now it's a, it's a baby. Um, you know, and, and people, there's going to be a little bit of hesitation from people to carry, a, uh, just go out and start carrying a gun. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, if unless I tested my gun that I purchased to, to 500, 750 rounds, I wouldn't carry it. That goes for any gun. I don't care oh, who makes it. That's what I was going to ask. Everyone here, like, how many rounds do you have to put through a gun before you carry it? So Chad says 750. 
Five uh, and seven fifty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Between five and seven fifty. Uh, yeah, Walt. How many rounds you putting through there? I don't. I don't. I don't. The one I carry, I, I'm not putting. So I have not put five hundred rounds through it. I can tell you that. But the <laughs> average guy that buys a dagger sometimes will never put five hundred rounds through. Yeah, and the, right. the whole life of it, yeah. Most people won't. I mean, uh, yeah, 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 they'll shoot a box or two and every once in a while and, you know, and it yeah. works for them and they're think, happy, you know I mean? Yeah, I think that this, comes from mindset also. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, there's a certain, there's a certain mindset, you know, I'm one of the guys, I'm like Chad, I'm probably 750 to 1,000, but that's a, a range session for me. Like I'm going to go break, I have a goal, I'm going to work this and i'm also going to be breaking this gun at, at the same time mm -hmm. and it doesn't help that i i mean it, it, it definitely helps that i used to be sponsored by the army you know and got a ton of ammo so it helps that oh, uh, you know this is his this is steven's you're, you're second welcome. flex on you're us welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Jeez. so <laughs> you have the but you have those guys that are going to really test their their equipment because that mentality is I'm going to turn this on. If I ever have to use it, I want to make sure it works. So, yeah. I, and I kind of do that, you know, 750 rounds or something like that. And then I'm going to test at least two or three magazines of the duty ammo that I'm going to carry with it because every gun doesn't matter Two two guns off of a line, you know, mm -hmm. are going to react different with different gun with different ammo. So uh, you want to check, you want to check that and make sure there's no intricacies that your gun has different than another. Yeah. I recently switched from a Glock 43 to a Walther PPS M2, and how long was I testing that, guys? <laughs> For uh, a long time. A long time before <laughs> I actually switched over. We went through all kinds of different ammo and wanted to know how this runs, that runs, you know, in there, all kinds of stuff. So I think, yeah, if, if you carry all the time, I would agree with Chad and everyone else. You're going to put some things through there. Although what Walter says is true too. There's folks out there, you get it, you put a couple of boxes through it. I would say make sure you put exactly what you're gonna carry in that gun. You put a couple of boxes through that gun before yeah. you. Well, there'll be a lot of them too that never leave the safe. I mean, it's, it's <clears throat> I, I, have, I have friends that have guns and they collect guns and they've never even shot them. I mean, it's, it's just that kind of, Mm -hmm. Got it because I want yeah. mentality or whatever. I don't have a gun in this house that I don't think I've a beat to almost near death. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's a, and, and this break going back to this breaking the breaking mm -hmm. period. I got a um, I just the, the pro am big three gun matches this this week and I, last week I got a new Typhoon twelve gauge. If you've seen those, the F twelve. Mm. Um, oh, okay. It, it recommends a hundred rounds of high brass, two and three quarter, oh. <laughs> you know, before okay. it, before it, before it functions a hundred percent reliably. Mm -hmm. That came in the box. It, it had a well, load in the box to do that. What? I bought one. I bought one of the Black Aces tactical gu guns from you guys. The two hundred fifty nine dollars shotguns. And yep. um, yeah, you're supposed to run some stuff through it before you shoot the low brass stuff. I shot mine in the bullet trap. It worked. You know, yeah. I haven't yeah. had a chance to go outside with it yet, but yeah. I, I'm completely confident it's going to run just fine. So, yeah. Yeah. This typhoon was well, after the, I had one hiccup, and then after about the first magazine, the, the hiccup was with the magazines itself. I had 20 rounders, um, and mm -hmm. they, they, it, it had a had a feeding issue. But once the gun magazine, the magazine was straightened out, the gun was flawless, and and you could look at where the wear patterns were on all the internal surfaces. And, 
it just it polished together. Like Stephen said, guns have to have a breaking. It's a mechanical device. Mm -hmm. um, but once you do that, I think you should be yeah. good to go if you've got confidence after that 500 round mark. Usually issues with any type of firearm, the, the, the like QC type issues are going to show up within 500 rounds. Then you go to into longevity failure parts. Mm -hmm. that, that usually happens between 25 and 5,000 rounds if it's going to happen. So, okay. Uh, Steven, I think you were going to say something there. Um, oh, yeah. So just kind of on the the amount of rounds that people shoot. There's a whole different concept too of what is a cheap gun and what is an expensive gun. So that goes into anything. What's an expensive car to you? What's an expensive car to me? Might be two different things. Um, so a $300 gun is not just a $300 gun to everybody. You know, that might be their, their safe gun. That might be their, their safe queen gun. Um, one of the most expensive or the most expensive handgun I have is also the, the gun that has the most rounds on it, but that's a competition gun. Um, <clears throat> but it's just like with this dagger, mm -hmm. is it a $300 gun? Is that what the cost of it is? Mm -hmm. Yes. Is it a $300 gun? No, it's a $600 gun that we're selling for $300. Yeah. So one of the things that we were talking about in the beginning of the, the, how we sell firearms and stuff, you know, there is a point to, we don't have to mark it up. We, we're selling it direct to the customer, you know, so there's not the distributor mark, not marking it up and the store's not marking it up. We're selling it direct to you customer. And so we can take all that cost out of it. And again, what Jamin's vision is, he wants to, he, he wants everybody to be able to have as much freedom as possible. Yeah. By no means do I think like $300 is entry level. I mean, I think entry level with handguns, what is it, like $150? Um, yeah, I think, I think uh, $300 is a maybe? good uh, – see, I think $300 is a good entry level. Mm -hmm. It's not yeah. overpriced entry level. In this I, day and age, nowadays, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Absolutely, and I don't. I don't see it as like a cheap gun either. <laughs> yeah, I think I would say well, it, it's an affordable way to to get an all round good handgun that you know someone out there can buy and use it for training and and use to carry, etc. I mean, yep. And you can put an optic on it. It's going to cost more than a gun. You know, of course, we didn't we didn't go away from our our costing strategy, but. Mm -hmm. I said, man, I'd have paid more for this, honestly. I mean, mm -hmm. after I shot it and had time with it, was, you know, the fit, the feel, the function, the way the grip texture is, the grip angle. I, I like a 1911 grip angle. Um, the dagger grip angle's improved. You know, I, I like a short reset, the dagger trigger reset. It's got a little sponge up front, and, but the reset's real snappy. So, you know, to me, I think you're getting a good value for, for that, that price tag that we set two years before we ever saw the gun so. yeah don't don't push it up don't push it don't push the price up yeah I, mean, but I, I think it's good overall for every this. for everyone mm -hmm. well what happened with with the so what happened with the akv and i was heavily involved with that group i love ak's now psa has turned me into an ak guy mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but with the akv group everybody we said we're gonna do them at let's say i forget the exact number it's been a couple of years 599 
Well, we did the 599 ones, and then everybody was like, oh, what if we had a rail handguard? What if we had an ALG trigger? What if we had a cryptic bolt? What if we had blah, 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 blah? So we add all this stuff to it, and then the comments are, see, they raised their prices. I remember back when they said they were going to do it for 599 Well, I can't put $500. Those cryptic bolts are like 300 bucks. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't put all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, the, the triggers could be a couple hundred bucks. Well, yeah. we, we've got great price on the triggers, mm -hmm. um, but yes, it could be a hundred, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't think we charge maybe sixty-five dollars for the ALG upgrades, and people lost their minds because we weren't sticking to the original price. Um, you can't stick to that original price, you know. I mean, when you start adding new stuff on it, that's what will happen with the dagger out. I'm starting to see it now. We did the Cerakote. Um, that was an idea that Stephen had well, together. You, I had together. You mean we sent them all you don't mean and, I, and had to pay a little bit more, and mm -hmm. they weren't happy about it. Yeah, what's that, Walt? So, I was going to say you don't mean I don't get the custom dagger for three hundred dollars. Yeah, that, and that's that's what that, that's what it's going to happen. I can't. I, I'm already prepping myself for it. Yeah. So, and yeah. I'll chime in on that too. Like, so two years ago, PSA labeled the price on this gun. And has anybody, is anybody else remotely in tune with what's happening in the world market with material costs? Yeah. yeah. Metals. PSA yeah. has held, I mean, they have held the price on this gun when the cost of materials is just skyrocketing. You mean right you're not, you guys aren't going to push up the prices and say it's because of the chip shortage, you know? <laughs> you know, so they, they've held true to, to their bargain. We're having problems getting phone. Yeah, every oh, yeah. material, every material is uh, difficult out there right now. From what I'm hearing, yeah. um, I don't oh, know. Oh, it's crazy. Is. Yeah. Uh, okay. So listen, we got some money from Armin and Axis. Money, 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 money. Big thanks to Armin <laughs> and Axis. He says, "Does PSA make a 10 millimeter upper for the AR? 10, 10 millimeter, best millimeter. millimeter. Does anyone?" I, I, I put. <laughs> I can speak from experience. I've probably shot more PCC rifles than half the planet. I will not put a 10 millimeter in a blowback. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ain't happening. Mm -hmm. Nope. I think I <laughs> there you go. Uh, Walt, you got something to say on this? No, I, I was saying, you know, because, okay, look at a 9 millimeter AR. Mm -hmm. They got a pretty decent amount of recoil blowback. Yes. You know, so think about a 10 millimeter. That's a lot more bang. You want I'm, I'm more worried about it. I'm more worried about it blowing up. Well, that's oh, yeah. You got to keep it closed long enough so it don't blow up. So yeah. that's mm -hmm. you know, that's the tough part, you know. Um, well, you have out of battery and having to accommodate for that. I just I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I've seen every PC. I've seen every nine millimeter carbine made, regardless of manufacturer, have some form of a malfunction regarding out of battery uh, discharges or feeding issues pushing bullet setback. I've seen every one of them do it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's like especially when they do the machine guns, same thing. You'll get a like yeah. or, or like you ever have talk talk rev go out of battery that round? Mm. That's a that's a fun one. You get little pieces of metal in your arm yeah. and everything else. Yeah. yeah, it's like mm. yeah. <laughs> if we did something like uh, you know, one of the things I think is cool talking about other manufacturers, JP mm. doesn't get the credit that they deserve industry wide. They're heavily into the competition. They're kind of like Leadstar, but mm. that new roller locking system, the MP5 based roller lock system that they put in their their platform, the JP5, um, that would be a good ten millimeter host. I, 
It's because you have some locking What's that, a Patrick? rotating lock, right? Yep. He uses like a rotating, uh, it's like an MP5, but it uses a slightly, instead of like uh, bolts on the side, I think it rotates. Oh, okay. Wow. <clears throat> I'm glad that uh, Chad brought up MP5. Oh, that's my, that's my match. <laughs> Chad just looked like, mm, no, I didn't. <laughs> yes, you <Yeah>. did. <laughs> nine. I'm nine. sure the MP5 came out. No. <laughs> I thought we covered that before we went on the air. <laughs> All right, let me let me, I mean, so. I, I, let me let me touch on it. Let me, okay. Since you brought the damn thing up, let me touch All on right. it. You brought, <laughs> you brought it up, Chad. Not I'm here to say anything. It's not abandoned. Everybody, I, I'm seeing people say we couldn't do it. It's abandoned, blah, 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 blah. The problem is the complexity of it and having an owner for it with all the other low-hanging products that we can come out with. The AK-47s, um, the 74s, the 105s, the 103s, all the different versions of the AK platform. Now we're doing Romanian build kits. We're doing daggers. We've got the Jackal. Um, the MP5 was just a lot to take a, a chunk out of. And one of the, the engineer, unfortunately, left us that was, that was heading that up. And with the, the broadband and the access that we've got to the engineering department right now, they had so many other products on their plate that we just hadn't been able to turn around and get back to it. But um, we'll eventually do it. it. It's something that we'll, we'll, we haven't threw away. It's just not something that's right in front of us that we have the access and the availability. You know, gun engineers are extremely hard to find. I mean, there's only, Stephen, what would you say? Maybe less than 50 in the whole country that actual actually work on firearms? Less than, yeah. Less than 50. Yeah, I would, I would oh. put, that, I'd put that number at 30 to, to 45, 50. So it, it's hard to get guys that do this day in and day out for a living. And, um, you know, we just, with the limited, the limited resources that we have and the products that we have available and the things that we could knock out sooner, that product just wasn't, something that we could tackle you know in the last couple of years and i hate we released the shop so early mm -hmm. um we, we just it, it is what it is we've got a lot of hype around it i know a lot of people want it but i mean you look at the number of products that we have came out with the last couple of years and, and they're good um our ak's are now being regarded as the best american made ak by a lot of different circles and um you know we now we're doing romanian parts kits which are absolutely gorgeous um, all that stuff. They haven't seen this. They're, they're good. This, I mean, they're this is the first awesome. I've heard of that. Are they just are they just on the website? Yeah, I have they not heard of that, it. but I will be looking later because I'm yeah. I want to build. I've been looking to build a Kyber Pass style gun. Uh, so I might. So I've, got, I've, I've got Tula. I've got Tula parts kit builds on the on the website, and and they'll have to have FN barrels and. and <laughs> Patrick is going online right now. I am not, not going online. Oh, he's not. Okay, you're not going online. Okay, so just to stick to the MP5 for a second, because I have gotten a lot of uh, people saying to me, oh, I've heard rumors that PSA is dropping the MP5 altogether. You're saying flatly it's not dropped. It's just a little bit back burner. It's not dropped. It's, just, it's something we don't have the resources. We, we, we tackled it. Then you know the first person to tackle it, he we he he's no longer with us. And then mm -hmm. um, the owner of Left Star, you know, he was working on it. He he's no longer with us. So I mean, we're we just didn't have somebody that could pick up the pieces and move forward with that product line because we had so many other things in the works. We've released 
15 AK since we talked about that gun. Um, yeah. And then the dagger. And, and yeah. we're also, I don't know if you've noticed, you know, there's a lot of gun guys heavily, sh- people who shoot and are part of the industry coming into PSA right now. And, you know, we didn't release the dagger. The, the, we did release the dagger and we found out there were some issues with it. And, you know, I, I called the owners and said, you know, we, we can't do this. It's, there's some problems with it. So we, we're trying to do a different approach to how we, re, we, we launch product, right? We're trying to yeah. make sure that they're positive and good and they're going to be well-received and we're not going to be using, you know, customers as a, a, a test ground that you see online all the time. We're actually putting a lot of thought into how we're doing this stuff. And, you know, we're not going to try to tackle something that we're not 100% confident that we can get it to the finish line and out in the public's hands without some type of an issue. And that, that, that system is complex. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, it has a lot of issues. You know, even, even the Germans will tell you, you know, broke extractors all the time, firing pins. Were, it, it, it needs to be improved. Somebody, ahead, somebody who makes somebody who makes stocks for MP5. I make stocks for MP5K also. Mm-hmm. The MP5 receiver, no two are the same. Period. Mm-hmm. I don't care where you get it from. If you get an HK one, you get a uh, a Turkish one. Um, they're all different. They all have their little tweaks and differences because it's made out of sheet metal and it's bent in a die mm-hmm. and it's welded together. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and and but people don't get it. They're like, well, why doesn't it fit on my HK? Well. Uh, talk to HK about that because it fits on this other guy's <laughs> HK uh, or it fits on, we, we, we designed our stocks off the uh, MKE guns, the um, Zenith gun, one of the Zenith. And, um, mm-hmm. and they fit pretty well. They fit on just about all of them, but you, you throw some of the other ones out there and it's like, forget century, anything century, century, old school century, forget it. It don't even, it won't even go on the back of it. Yeah. So it's because they're yeah. all bent different. So if you start making a, a MP5, and then you get it, you give it to Joe HK guy, and he pulls his HK stock off, and it doesn't fit on perfect. He's going to be crying like a, like a baby. All right, that's yeah. it fit. Oh, yeah. That's it fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have that issue now with AK stuff. You know, a lot of the Russian HK guys are the biggest crybabies in the world, and I'll tell you that right now. They are the biggest princesses. Their little little guns got to work just right, you know. And they mm-hmm. gotta have no scratches on them, and this, they're little, they're little prima donnas, you know. Um, I, so, anyways, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, all the HK <laughs> guys send your hate mail to Walter. Yeah, uh, you can send it yeah. to me. I yeah, but listen, but you know what the thing is with the MP5, and and I'll say we we, we can. It's we an can, awesome we, platform. Sorry. Yeah, well, I think it's 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 an amazing iconic gun. Okay, but and there's people out there that are making um, clones or versions of the MP5. But I think with PSA, the reason why everyone's so excited is because people are expecting to be able to get a great MP5 at a very Cheap. affordable price. Cheap. And you I mean, you might want to wait. <laughs> yeah, you but you might. The price point that we were initially talked about just really wasn't doable. You know, I think we said eight hundred dollars or something, but. Mm-hmm. I have a thousand. Yeah, you're, and maybe even if you do a really good version of it, I'd, I'd put it in a twelve hundred dollar range before you could even make yeah. some type of profit. That's off of it. that's still that's decent. I mean, what's, oh, that's cheap. Yeah, I mean, that's we're cheap. looking at sixteen to sixteen hundred, uh, eighteen hundred. The five and the one the HK version is coming mm-hmm. in at three grand. I three mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, please take it. Look. 
I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a gun nerd too. You know, I I get where everyone's coming from. I'm not trying to knock anyone for really wanting to see it happen. But you 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 really like if someone's going to actually do this, PSA is going to do it mm -hmm. here at some point, right? Yeah. So let's we'll just be patient. Yeah, let's be patient with them. Um, you know, and then when it comes out, it'll just be called the Hank or something like that. And everyone will be happy. Everyone will be happy. The HS5. <laughs> yeah. I, I named my uh, MP5 that I had. I had a parts kit. Um, actually, Babyface and I both got uh, some parts kits put back together. And mine was put back together and named the Hank. It's engraved on it, there. Yeah, it's engraved on there. It's the Hank. So, but I'll, but you know, I'll share that with you guys at PSA. Uh, That's all. Awesome. Yeah, just like I'll charge you like send ten it. bucks, ten bucks for each gun. That's all. Send it to us for uh, R&D purposes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as long as you promise not to cut it up, you can. Yeah, you can absolutely. I have no idea what condition you'll get it back in. I have oh, zero clue. Mm, <laughs> no. Then, you yeah. don't have a few. I'll, I'll make sure it's broken in for you for sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's oh, trust me, it's broken in. Okay. Um. Let's see. We got another. We got another super chat from Armament and Axes, and then we're gonna move money, on money, here. Money. He says, uh, money. "What does he say?" <laughs> he says, "No offense, but High Point makes a, a blowback ten millimeter carbine. Laugh out loud. Ten millimeter pistols or blowback. How about ten millimeter gas gun AR?" Okay. So there you go. We could well, possibly do that, but and High Point can knock ourselves out. I just I'm not sticking a ten millimeter. I I just <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, um, I think you could probably get by with gas, but and maybe some type of delayed radial locking yeah. system or something. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And does High Point is that does High Point have a ten millimeter handgun? Is it a handgun or a carbine? It's. I thought it was a carbine. Yeah. But a pistol will lock up in some form or fashion. Well, what I was right. going to say is my understanding is that High Point's 10 millimeter is a carbine, not a handgun. Am I wrong? It is. You're right. I believe you're right. Yeah, so where... What are we... The problem yeah. The problem with 10 mil, the 10 millimeter cartridge base is bigger than an AR-15 uh, mm. bolt head. So you can't use an AR-15 bolt head. So you'd have to use like an AR-10 type bolt head, and then everything mm -hmm. just grows exponentially. So or you, you can do a KS-47... A hybrid like a six five yeah. Randall or a six eight or something like that, and mm -hmm. try to do it. And I just, I, it's, I just don't like the idea of something with that high pressure being a blow back that close to my face. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you sell that many, to be quite honest with you. I don't. Yes, we, you know, everybody wants a ten millimeter. You, uh, give me a ten millimeter. Ten millimeter. The two guys buy them that wants them and they never. You're done. Yeah. And then all that R and D work. Ten, <laughs> ten millimeters not a plinking round. No, no. You don't go out and blast a hundred rounds of ten millimeter. I haven't. No. So. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Let. Yeah. So I know there's lots of fans of ten millimeters out there. I'm not knocking anyone. I know. Um. Mm -hmm. You know. I get well, it. Yeah. I understand where everyone's coming from. Uh, on that yeah. one. Okay. Let's uh let's move on here. Uh, Motorboater a little while mm -hmm. back says just got here. Any updates on the jackal? Since we're in the update category. Uh, of uh, yeah, this is not dagger. We're gonna get back to dagger stuff here. Any updates on the jackal? You know, uh, at the sawmill, I shot one at the sawmill. I know that was a pre-production prototype. We learned a lot from that 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 jackal. Um, okay. When we got it out there, it went through about five to seventy five hundred rounds. Mm -hmm. um, 
we brought it back in. They laid it on my desk. We studied it, and we've got some more work to do. Okay. Um, there's things that you wouldn't have seen that, that we've seen just from being who we are, and I, that that products like the dagger, we're not going to release it until we know for sure it's going to be. Um, there was some premature wear on on patterns and that kind of thing that we need to work through, but nothing major. Um, I would love to be able to release that thing around Shot Show next year, um, but it's again we we're not. We're being more reserved in how we release and launch products, and that one at this point in time wasn't ready, and we're going back and we're redesigning. We, I had an active call this morning um, for about an hour going over you know, parts and, and what, what we're gonna change and how things interoperate. So about every other day, um, I'm either going you know, on a phone call with somebody or talking to somebody in the other engineering lab or going down to Florida where that's being developed at to, to kind of go through um, changes that'll make it better. And until we get those changes that make it better, we're not gonna attempt to release it. Okay, I mean, I definitely know someone in Florida that would be very happy to help you guys um, <laughs> to, to sell that jackal. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was a very viable product. You shot it. I mean, a lot yeah. of people shot it. I was very excited. Um, I was actually more excited. So I'm not trying to knock the dagger. I think because I think I think the dagger is fantastic, and I'm glad to see it out here. I was most excited at that shot show about the jackal. Yep. It feels good. I mean, for what it is, it, it's a soft shooting gun, man. I, I, I think I, it, it, it will be a uh, absolute success whenever we launch it. But um, what we saw and what we observed during that kind of like a, another torture test that we had with you guys, um, there was just some parts in there that we were like, you know, maybe we need to improve upon them before we put them into the main production. That upper is a little unique to us. Um, it's it's a very new product. It's not like you know you're copying an AR-15 or something like that. It's that's a proprietary. That will be somewhat of a proprietary gun for us, and we've got we we've got to get that right. Yeah, and I think yeah. guns that's, in that category. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Well, I'm hearing a little bit of feedback here. Got an echo that's from somebody. Yeah, uh, guns in that category. Correct me if I'm wrong, Walter. Are typically coming in at what like two thousand dollars? Those. Um, uh, what what can we say is in that category? Um, what is the SIG? What's the name of the? You have one of the SIG guns like that, I think. Um, Rattler. Yeah, the Rattler, I think. Um, and then uh, there's the BRN by the uh, the BRN one eighty, I think, yeah. is somewhere in that range. Those those are expensive guns. Refresh my memory. The dagger is kind of AR one eighty based. No, Jackal. Jackal. The Jackal. 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 Yeah. Jackal. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. It has that same type of gas system or operating system, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right, 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 right. So, okay. All right. Yeah. It all depends, you know. I mean, is once again, here you go. Here, do you do you get your gun with fancy optics? Do you like iron sights? Do you you know it's it, you get no sights? Do you do you, mm -hmm. folding stock, fixed right. stock? You know, mm -hmm. where, where does it fall in there? I mean, it's it's. Uh, yeah. Well, this you'll be able to put whatever stock you want on it. Right. Right. right yeah. Exactly. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I and you can get a small package where if you look at, for example, uh, what Sig and other people not trying to knock anything out there, but I like to see those really cool, exciting guns that are out there 
uh, come down to a more affordable level where more of us can get them. As Chad was saying, that this is like the mission plan for for Jamin, right? That that these cool guns that are out there, everyone in America can get their hands on them. Some of this takes time for us to actually uh, develop one that's reliable. Yeah. To to do it, so. And that gun fed. I mean, if you stood any time near our booth, it was the number one. You know, that, that gathering's going to be huge again next year. But mm-hmm. you, our our booth was probably the most busy the entire time. <laughs> And that gun was hammered. No feet. We had very few feeding issues. I think it got hot at one point, and mm-hmm. somebody people were doing magnums back to back and things like things you'd expect after heavy carbon buildup. We had to go clean it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, for a prototype gun, that gun ran really well. It's just some of the patterns that we've now we have an education on to look for and, and, and things of that nature. We weren't 100 percent happy with. So you know. We want to have that um, peace of mind that when we produce that product, that it's going to be something that you guys are proud to own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised no one's asking about, um, like, uh, AK-74s. I know you were putting out the AK-74s. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, there's some there's some really cool stuff that that is coming out and on the way out, right? The 105 and the 556 AKs, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. chomping at the bit. You know, we're hosting a lot of, which you ought to come up to, uh, we're doing a lot of matches now for AKs. Oh, really? Um, okay. AK only type shoot events. We got one coming up on December the 18th. Oh, okay. But, um, I'm chomping at the bit to get a 5.56 AK. I, okay. I need one for a lot of different reasons, and we're very <laughs> In the um, next two years, those are going to become real popular. <laughs> it's a, it's a, yeah, it's the AK 5.56 that uses Magpul magazines. Oh, interesting. Uh, I, I would... AR magazines. Okay, I would like to see a crank uh, right now. Um, Babyface has a crank. Hey, that was a big. You just you just glossed oh. over some. Big, yeah, the Magpul like Magpul magazines. Right yeah, go ahead. He uses PMAGs, is what you're mm-hmm. saying. Yes, he uses PMAGs. Hmm. That's a that's a big. That's not something you just gloss over, Hank. That's a big deal. Truth, truth, <laughs> truth, truth. Okay. Um, yeah, because uh, five five six like. He spent a lot of time on that to make it. We, we didn't want it to be like a clunky adapter, so he mm-hmm. he and his brother um, yeah. designed one. It's very it's it's sexy looking. I I can't. I'm so excited for that. I want one so bad. Who designed this? So, Colton and Cody. Oh, okay. Colton sons. You okay. met. Yeah. Big burly yeah. guy with big beard. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> when, yeah. Uh, looking at like original AK. Uh, five five six eight K mags, they tend to be really expensive. So that's a that's a pretty yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we could have went that way. We could have did a um, rock and lock uh five five six, but the magazines are expensive. We had to develop a magazine kind of like we did with the AKV. Um we just didn't want to do that. Jamin his vision to have the five five six AK was to use a mag adapter that uses P Mags because everybody's got P Mags. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's cool. I would love to try it. Mm-hmm. There's some, if I'm not mistaken, there's some 5.56 AK mags coming in now from Croatia, if I'm not mistaken. There That's are, I think, brand, some though. Croatians now. They're just, yeah, the they, injection, I mean, in, they just injection molded ones. Yeah, they're new. Yeah. They had oh, pretty so much right yeah. yeah. so, so right now, everything in this category is using those weird AR, like the, um, the weird kind mm-hmm. of magazines, right? The banana magazines. Yeah, AK magazines. 
Yeah, no, I'm not talking. No, I'm not, the five five six ones. Aren't there some? Aren't there already some five five six AKs yeah, out there? You got there's, there's, there's Yugoslavia and um, or or Serb five five six AKs that come in the country mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, okay. So and it's got kind of like and a they, weird they magazine. Use, they use a, no, it uses like an AK mag. It looks oh, like an AK okay. mag. It's almost it's exactly like it's, a uh, seventy four mag, like a like an AK seventy four mag, except it's a little got a more different straight. curvature to it. Oh, okay, curvature. But they're okay. they're rock and lock instead of uh, push button right, release. Right, right. So yeah, we're yeah. we're doing both. We're going to have a traditional mag release and a thumb release. Hmm. Cool. Interesting. I'm digging. Okay. I'm digging I, for one. Patrick. Cool. Yeah. Here you go, Patrick. It just hold oh, your horse. You have one pulled out. Your, of course, okay, like, here we like go. Whole, Walter like with the thing full of them. Come okay, on. let's see it. Let's see it, Walter. Walter's got a little bit of everything. Go ahead, now. show off a magazine to us. This is a there this you is go. A Chinese. This is a, this is a Chinese five five six mag. Okay. So you can see you can see the shape of it. It's, it's very kind of seventy four. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a seventy four, but not. Okay, here. that's what so, I was thinking. I can show off. Oh, now everybody's showing off magazines. There's a seventy four dusty. There's a seventy four Tula magazine. Yeah. Okay. So so this is going to be this is gonna be an adapter or no adapter necessary and you can put in PMAX. What it, it, what we, there, what there, there has about? to be some form of an adapter type. Okay. Um, so it, but it's not clunky and it doesn't look like an afterthought like some of the other kits out there. Hmm. This one looks like it's more integrated. You have to be able to have a little bit of extension beyond the um, yeah. bottom surface of the receiver to be able to Contain the mag release and the bolt, all the, the mag release and the, um, the the thumb release as well. Mm-hmm. So, or the the traditional release, the paddle. Mm-hmm. So, you, it does have a mag type configuration. It just looks more integrated into the gun. Okay. Kind of like an AKZ, so to speak. Okay. Century Ar- Century Arms imported a few years ago some some Serb AKs and five five six that had that adapter on the bottom. To t- to and they look back. To, they, they, they don't, don't, he didn't like that bulkiness. These, and, this actually looks, looks like, like it was designed. Looks like an adapter on those. Mm. Yeah, so. Right. Okay. Yeah. okay. yeah. That's going to be, that will be interesting to see. I'm glad that Patrick, I, I, you know, I was just trying to get to the crank. I'm waiting for a crank. <laughs> the stinky crank. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for one of those to come out. Um, but, you know, no They're actually asked. not that far off. Okay. That's awesome. what I want to hear. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so what about five four five? The seventy fours were waiting on. The, the problem with the seventy four we had, we, we we did see. You know, I don't know if you watched the Grand Thumb video. There was a question about some some abnormal wear, and mm-hmm. um, we're wrapping that up with him. I just I talked to him last week. Uh, a lot of people think that that video caused us to stop production, and it, it didn't. The what caused us to stop production is the forty seven market got extremely hot. And you, there's only a certain number of when I you know everybody says there's only four forges as a joke. There's like only two people that do AK trainings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if, if we're really hot on forty sevens, forging yeah. like that is not an American thing. We do not do that here a whole lot. No. Oh, oh, hang on, no, whoa, 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 whoa. For, forgings, forgings. I mean, come on, we make forgings well, no, no. for airplane landing gears. We make forgings <laughs> for everything. No, no, no. I, we do I, forgings I, for for I, aircraft and whatnot, but AKs, no, I, not exist. I get that part. I get yeah, there, that part. people are there's only a, familiar one, doing that. There's one. There's one or two companies I know of that will tackle it. And if we're hot and heavy on seventy or forty sevens, 
Yeah, it's it's just like if you look on our website, people complain that we don't have Creedmoors or Grendels or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. During the peak, 308 and 223 is king. So if you got all your machines yeah. running 223 and 308, you're not going to flip them over to run Grendels that may or may not sell because yeah. people's not wanting that. Mm-hmm. You run 223 and 308. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we've had multiple sourcing issues. Our 47 uh, source isn't exactly where it needs to be, but like I say, there's uh, very few companies. Um, one of the reasons why we're doing Toolcraft, you know, Toolcraft makes an excellent BCG. They're about to start making bolts and trunnions for our AK premium line. So, okay. We're, we're, we're so you guys don't. So, just, so that those are parts that you guys are not making in house, right? But they are coming from from here in the state. We don't make we don't make the forge um, and the machine, but we will. They are going to come in house. The, the trunnions. We 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 like to control our own destiny to a certain degree, and um, we are going to bring the bring the trunnions back into toolcraft. We announced that about a month or so ago on the AK groups. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's interesting. Are you guys? Yeah. Um, is there any plan? Uh, you mentioned before that you guys are doing. Romanian parts kits, which, by the way, I haven't been able to find, and I will continue to look for on the site. Um, are you guys? Are you guys? So, so the reason I come at this is my channel uh, is about like I started my channel building a case. So I've built personally, I've probably built about ten, including I got a crank, I built some Tantals, uh, Galil, a bunch of different AKs. Are you guys going to be doing American-made parts kits? Is that a thing at any point? Oh, interesting. Good question. So we did that a while back. Um, we did that several years ago, and the the unfortunate it, it could have changed because the AK market's different now. Um, I feel like I've got a good pulse on the AK guys and a, a good reading on how they respond. And I, I think the education's gotten better. But when we first did it, people were messing those kits up really bad. Oh yes, and they would get, they would get really <laughs> aggravated. And they would want refunds because they said the parts didn't fit or didn't work or there was problems here. That's, you, just, that's your fault. <laughs> yeah. It, it's no, not an AR. And I no, think the no, AR guys went and buy the thank you. and put thank it together. You, thank you. Thank you. A very different yeah. beast. You can't Can just you, go how, yeah. Okay, let me ask you. Let me ask all you AK aficionados while I have you here. Um, how come you guys can't make AKs be like ARs, damn it? Can't we can't Arts we do something? Can't we do something to revolutionize the uh, AK world? Or do you feel yeah, like you those AK guys won't? They won't adapt that. You could, but nobody. I mean, they'd make fun of it. It'd be laughed off the market. Oh, okay. People, AK dudes um, love an AK. The Russians already have, but you'll never see it here because they can't mm. import the stuff. They've made mm. detachable barrels. They've done all this stuff. Mm. But so cool. It's not, so it's cool. not impossible. How much do you want to pay for your AK? How much do the AK <laughs> right. guy pay? Uh, I want to pay five ninety nine. They don't want to. They don't want to pay what the price. They, but they cost now probably because they're still oh. thinking about four hundred dollar mm. AKs. Well, so dude, I still hear AK, from guys who you, say that they remember when AKs were seventy five bucks, which I know you I said know, that never I know, happened. I know, I know. They, yeah. they were they were doing drugs because so they were never seventy five dollars. They're getting confused with an SKS, um, right? But or a parts AK, kit. An average AK, you a put two thousand. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, parts kits. Yeah, they were all over the place. Yeah, mm-hmm. seventy five dollars. But look at look at the high end AKs in, in, in our market now, like the. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. There's two or three of them. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't. They don't sell them in mass. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't sell yeah. those by the thousands. Those are all ordered, and they you know they right. they trickle them out. 
So if you threw out a, 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 a $2,000 AK just because you can change the barrel, people are going to go, what, what, what's so special about that? What makes that better and than how my much regular better is it? Yeah. 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 It's, it's hard to quantify it? how much better something is based on right. whose criteria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's yeah. also so hard again, to, that, as, a, as somebody who sits on the fence between AKs and ARs, um, I love both of them equally, to be honest with you. It's like having two children. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of hard to beat the AK and the success and you know, you look in these third world countries and they, they have samples of guns that's been drugged through the mud, the blood, the sand. and For 40 years. They're yeah. still shooting them. Yeah. Well, so yeah for people out there that, for guys out there and that I have challenge, owned an AK. I, I challenge anybody. Yeah. Go ahead. I challenge anybody to find a, 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 a AR a M16 that came out of Central America that came out of Vietnam that's still running. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And do you oh, think boy. that any of those Afghanis. I'm pretty yeah, sure an AR-15 is just as durable, any of them cleaning if them? not more so than an AK. And I, I like and, AKs. And, and, and care <laughs> for the same, same AK. <laughs> oh, Patrick don't like that. I know he not doesn't like that. Close. I've torture tested this stuff. You could jam a, you could jam an AK pretty easy. I'm saying I've done it. Yeah, if you tried to, but no, do, you think, mean, uh, Afghanis, do you think Afghanis are cleaning those things ever? They're rubbing camel pee on it, and that's that's enough to clean it. You I know? think it's easier to clean an AR. What? That's not the question here. The question what? is, do they do you it? Don't, you don't have to clean it. Huh? Yeah, it just goes. <laughs> that's and not you, true. Well, you, okay. What are y'all doing? I don't know. Well, I, I don't think you really. Well, I guess you don't have to clean it that often, but you could easily have jams and things like that. If you if you yeah, do side by side torture tests. Um, I think I remember I did it myself. I, I tortured a bullpup, an AR, and an AK wait, all wait. at the same time. Oh, do you know okay. do you know which sense. one actually did better? You guys are gonna hate uh, me. Bullpup. 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 Yeah, bull Huh? You, you the, gave that the Tavor. 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 Yeah. The Tavor did the, the Tavor did the best, then came the AR, the AK stripped off a shell casing. And the guy who was doing it happened to not have his uh, cleaning rod. You better have your cleaning rod on the gun. If something happens, um, and you and that shell case that um that 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 get, anything gets stuck in there, you got issues. Uh, all all I have to say is give those three guns the three hunt three hut livers. People live in, in the woods. Yeah. And and give them give about give them about twenty five years. I'm just stoking the flames. Years, I'm just stoking the flames. 20, 20, 25 years, 25, 30 years. And see which one still shoots. Okay, so yep. apocalypse happens right now. Everyone, what are you grabbing? My AR. AR or my, AK? My, I probably AR. go for my old school. I'm, AK I'm, ga- I'm grabbing an AR. AR. I got way more AK ammo. Okay, well, Chad, yeah, you got to try ninja. Yeah, I would, I would. I have a lot of rounds through ARs. Yes, I grab it. That's that's exactly. I oh, have. Okay. I have a very. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to be doing thousand yard shots. I'm not going to be doing. <laughs> you know, this, wait, wait, this, that Patrick is showing. Uh, I have showing a very here, fancy, man? very fancy AR versus a very plain AK, and I have more ammo. More five five six than you. I have way more AK mm-hmm. ammo than I do AR. Yeah, everyone. Now, everyone so could yeah. tell us in the chat what they're grabbing. Yeah, listen. By the way, I've seen guys like I've gone and done training and stuff like that, and seen guys rocking it with with AKs with iron sights. And I remember yeah. the last time I did that, we were shooting at like 300 yards, 600 yards. Dude was fine. I will tell you, though, if you have a chance, 
if you have a chance to come to one of our AK shoots, it sold out last year. It, had, mm-hmm. it was close to 260 people. We're going to try to get 400 in it this time. Mm. Coolest group of dudes you'll ever be with. It is nothing like an AR match. It's <laughs> it, the, the guys are just so friendly and nice and laughing and joking and they're just wanting to beat their buddies, not win the match. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's a, a whole different culture. Mm-hmm. So, kind of one of the things that touched on. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Walter. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to compare the AR guys to the HK guys. Yeah, Walter's going to get into oh, dicks. God. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> no, so you, in, in like in reality, of the way I think about it, when somebody says uh, ap- apocalyptic, you know, mm-hmm. what are you going to grab if mm-hmm. it's uh, you know things hit the fan? Mm-hmm. Where do we live? Where do we live? Mm-hmm. We live in America. We don't live in a third world country where that is the most prevalent ammo anywhere. So, I mean, yeah. for everything that we do here, like AR is king. <clears throat> if I AK. were, if, if somebody dropped me over in Afghanistan or Pakistan or one of those countries and said, pick totally. some gun to fight with, yeah. AK, totally different. AK, because yeah, I can get crates upon crates of 762 39. Just. You better yeah. get a good. You better get a good AK. You better hope that the barrel's straight. Oh, you know, I mean, well, I guess you got lots of options. I you can build just my own. Just with it. It. Yeah. Oh, really? I'm going to get one of the uh, Humvees and an M4 that we just left over there. That's what yeah. I want. Yeah. <laughs> Some thermals. Yeah. Yeah. They've probably got a lot of ARs over there now, well, by the way. The one the one thing I, I was going to say heard, about I that. I've heard rumors from military guys you know, you, that I know, you and can, it's um, not what the TV says. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. No, one thing I was going to say to Patrick is, you know, drop depending on where you got dropped in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. you know, I could probably walk you to a point where there was a bunch of ammo, just a hole was dug and, you know, 556 five, was you. dropped in the hole yeah, in true. Afghanistan, true. you know. Yeah. You never Listen, know. Having a, here's the, the reality to all that. You know, I think if you're well-rounded, you can rock and roll with anything. You know, and one gun can get you to another gun, you know, and, and you deal with whatever situation. All I need is a, all I need is a 22 to start with. That's all I need. <laughs> That's right. I, I yeah. Don't need, uh, I don't need, I don't care how much body armor you got. There's always a spot. I'll trade. We'll, we'll trade my way there's up. Always a, like that. There's always a spot. <laughs> yeah. 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 All you need is a 22 real, and some toilet paper and you can survive the apocalypse. <laughs> real real quiet, too, by the way. Real quiet. <laughs> okay. Those let's always... <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. I no, 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 it's cool. ahead. I was going to say, we should probably get back to dagger, <laughs> dagger business here because we got way, way off on a t- Chad's like, I know I came on here to talk about the dagger. Um, yeah, so let's see. Chris Bullis, uh, he said, that he, what's up, Pat? Well, I had up? one of the questions, something I heard at, uh, at uh-huh. that shot show, at that shot show, mm-hmm. was uh, SVD. Oh, boy. <laughs> Well, it's it's the it's the it's the pegging order, right? So you got to have the the RPK style bigger trunnion that kind of thing. So it's that that's going to be a natural progression. It's just not. Did I freeze up? Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're sorry. Um, yeah. It's just we're not we're not ready for that yet. But you know, one of the things, the long-standing joke on the AK groups that I'm, you know, a big part of with the PSA family. Um, I want a 6.5 SVD so bad so I can shoot PRS with it. Mm. Um, just, but we'll, we'll do one. I'm just, I think Jamin's wanting to do one in 308 before we do a... Is that going to be like 650 or what are we... 
Oh yeah, yeah, for Those sure. Sure, that's yeah. six hundred dollars. <laughs> that's a that's, that's a, a lot. The furniture and everything is just really expensive to attack. Well, there's some guys on the forums that feel like they could get those pretty cheap. I mean, I've seen some forum stuff <laughs> so, where dudes say they can get those. Huh? So did Mac. As, so did Mac. You yeah. talking about the kids? No, I'm just saying oh, there's yeah. some dudes who claim that they could get them real cheap. So I was just saying. Oh, they, yeah. I'm being. Well, when it come down to I am being facetious. I'm being facetious. Yeah. You're not going to get Here, them. I'll give you a story about the SPDs. I'm, I know where there's a crate in a sovereign nation that I could probably get for next to nothing if I could just get them approved by the ATS. I'm talking like maybe four or five thousand dollars a piece, and I can't get my hands on. Yeah. It drives four, me four crazy. Or five, four or five thousand a piece. That's, oh yeah, that's, that's, those are thirty-five thousand dollar guns in the U.S. Over there, they're yeah. fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, just seen that movie. Though. I, I they, was they go to jail. Yeah, I was messing with you. <laughs> I don't expect those to come anywhere there. Six fifty. I was just because look, I saw when that whole thing blew up that happened with Mac, and and and, and I saw dudes like, oh, we were gonna get these things for like six hundred bucks. What's going on? I was like, yeah, they, I think I don't I even know were, about this, and I know that's insane. <laughs> they were at first told yeah, that's, like twenty five hundred. There's a there that we could import, yeah. but the, the problem is they didn't want a true SVD, right? You don't. I mean. I don't want a PSL. I don't want a SPD. You can get PSLs from anywhere. Oh, PSL looking SPDs. Dra- yeah. I'm talking about Dragon Elf. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not yeah, talking I want Dragon Elf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I got to so do a video on one, Walter. I have I have access to a Chinese SVD. Uh, yeah, and I need, a, I, I need to just borrow it at some point. My yeah. cousin owns it. I'm curious where Chad is talking about, and how can we can we get like some kind of boat or something to sail over? <laughs> Trust me, if I could get him into this country, he'd be here. <laughs> oh, the stories. The st- I just wonder. Uh, let's okay. No, let's, go ahead. Go ahead. Say this. I, have, I, have a, I have a friend who knows does does do a lot of importing and stuff. There's no shortage of cool stuff overseas. Oh, you can't get it in, right? Or, we have a problem yeah. with our government. That's the problem. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing, you know, y'all, people may not know this, but one of the things we started doing during the pandemic, we've started, we, we're working with partners on imports. We've got, you know, Romanian kits coming in. We've got um, Russian kits coming in, most of them Tula. we got a big shipment of magazines in, plums, bakes, the whole nine, or uh, plums and slabs um, in the other day. A lot of stuff coming we got a lot of Tula coming. You know, I'm surprised that nobody's brought up the whole Russian ammo. The, I was going to get to the, I, I was going to bring up the ammo thing when we were talking about 545. Um, are you guys still getting a bunch of ammo coming in? I know some of these things go on for, you can go on for a couple of years. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of misconception about mm-hmm. what the what the government did. What what they did specifically with, with ammo was just say they weren't going to approve any permits. There's, there's permits out there that are 50 million. I know a couple that are, you know, 50 million deep. But it just takes time to get it here, so there's always going to be demand. I, I think we're going to be somewhat okay now. I see the long-term effect, you know, if we don't get it straightened out, could be pretty pretty bad for us. But, um, you know, just taking a relaxed stance on it and, and paying what current rates are is going to keep the prices down and keep the boats coming in. You know, a lot of these people – They'll buy 50,000 rounds and shoot 200 a year, you know, um, just because they don't think they're going to get any more. And I, 
I don't necessarily think that that's the case as of today. Okay. Um, we've got some on the water. We've got more coming in. We've got open permits. Um, I heard through the grapevine of another importer that there was a permit approved um, that was had been outstanding. It was approved after the date. So I, you know, I don't. I see what they, I think they were trying to make a point when they when they did that, but I just I don't think we're in dire straits at this very moment with that with that ammo specifically. And I I think um, eventually somebody in the U.S. that's got the power to do it's going to start making that ammo and make it available pretty cheap for people so that we can go on a podcast and talk later about it. Yeah. So is it somebody <laughs> that we know? <laughs> Is it someone that five, four, we know five. very well? <laughs> five, four, five. Yeah. Um, Mike just cut out. I don't know what happened. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, five, four, five is a thing. So, do you guys? You, do you guys have four, five, five, four, five at PSA? We. It's the it's, it's the hardest to get right now because it's a limited group of people that buys it. You know, two, two, three, nine millimeter. You know. It's kind of like 54R. When the people who wants it can't find it because there's not a lot imported, so it makes it look like a bigger problem than it actually is. The truth of the matter is, when I send a boat over the, the, the water to, to bring ammo here, you can only put, I think there's two containers um, per shipment because of safety concerns mm-hmm. per the, the, the shipping companies. Mm-hmm. Each one of those holds about a million two rounds. Um, so you get two millions of shipment every two to three two, three, four weeks based on, you know, current climate and shipping, transit and all that. So what do you put on the boat? Do you put you two put million rounds of 762 or do you put 54 yeah. yeah. you know. yeah, Of course. You put the stuff on that's already sold before the container even gets here. That's Things that nobody thinks about. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think 545 is 545 not selling well because I'm going to assume that's the one thing I'm worried more about 5545 than 762. But well, 545 is the unit. It's it has this very small. You think about the number of people in this country that has 74s. It's not that mm. popular. It, it wasn't that popular. Mm. Um, and it's not heavily, you know, people's not running out to buy. Uh, five four five like they do seven six two nine millimeter two two three they'll buy it. even but even when you talk about militarily uh, five four five Bulgaria mm-hmm. and Russia are the only ones still using it I think everybody mm-hmm. went yeah. back to seven six two thirty nine so even yeah. even in the the military side of things it's not that popular yeah right uh. Kiaski says, make bigger containers problem solved. Okay. I think it's a limit of how many you can have in the container. I think there's a, yeah. there's a uh, certain amount. I, I don't know all those details, but I know it's limited. And so, yeah. So, um, so, okay. Tell me if this is out of bounds, but, um, I yes. know that there's been some. Yeah, acquis- I know the answer's going to be yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chad, I can tell Chad's looking at me. So there's some acquisitions that were made lately, right? You know, there's the whole Freedom Group thing that all got. Uh, you know, you guys got a, a piece of that uh, breakup. Um, mm-hmm. You know, anything that we're going to see out of that coming, like with you know uh, PSA ammo, etc. Walter had his hand up. No, no, I'm deliberately ignoring. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm deliberately ignoring um, Walter. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we're, we're nothing's off the table with any of that stuff right now. Right. Um, 
Mm-hmm. You know, we, we look at every avenue that we could go into. Jamin looks at every avenue he can go into. I can tell you, I'm, I'm reviving Storm Lake. Um, we, we got that through an acquisition. We're going to start doing, are we through the Remington uh, ordeal? Okay. Um, AAC suppressors are coming back. Okay. Um, for sure. There's already a uh, ammo line or a, a, whatever the sports wire release on that, you know, a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, we've had H&R, you know, H&R was one of the first actual military uh, role marks on, on, on M16s at the time. H&R's over there, they're cool. Leave. Yeah. I have one. Yeah. Single, yeah. single barrel shotguns. Single barrel shotguns. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Very few people know that they made, you know, guns for the military. So mm-hmm. we're going to bring that one back. I mean, there's, there's some cool things we're doing with them. Um, but, you know. If I can put in a request, and I God, I hope somebody else has said this already, 300 Blackout Handy Rifle. Those things dried up so quickly years ago. I want one so damn bad. And they're nowhere to, well, that, nowhere to that be found. That platform, Those, that that platform is so versatile. You can go. Oh, you can do all of them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's so okay, well, and handy that's. Gun. I'm sorry. Handy rifle was like the uh, breakdown gun, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they mm-hmm. yeah, just back basic, about just, back about eight or ten years ago. H and R did a partnership with AAC where they did a run of AAC Mark 300 Blackout mm-hmm. handy rifles. Holy, if you want to talk about the quietest 300 blackout, put a can on the end of that. It, oh my God, they are stupid quiet. Yeah. But think, no, the market yeah. dried up on mm-hmm. them. They, they stopped producing them. And now yeah. they're, they went from 250 bucks a piece to like eight a piece. Yeah, so. those are very popular. I don't know. So is that coming out? So obviously these are different names. Are they coming out se- like separate um, or under the big it, umbrella? How, you know? It depends anything? on what the product is. I mean, you know, like with, with Storm Lake, we'll leave it Storm Lake because they had such a good reputation in barrels. I actually know through just a friend of a friend, I actually found the shop that where the employees went to go to work. So, I mean, the brain trust for that brand is is within driving distance of our shop. So it'd be dumb to leave that product out there hanging. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that, that'll definitely be a Storm Lake brand. The AAC brand, um, He's got a joint venture going on with it with a machine shop that had some suppressor technology already. They're going to try to revive, but that you, you look at AAC, they were man, they were way ahead of their time back then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, things yeah. have changed, so I don't know that we'll re- revive some of their suppressors, but they'll definitely be new, newer style suppressors in that product lineup. Okay, that's going to be interesting to see uh, what comes out of that. We had uh, what, we had the guy from Q- was that? AAC. So you're the telling me you, own, you yeah. now own both AAC and Harrington and Richardson, who made the handy rifle that I want so yes. desperately. I'm just, <laughs> yes. you know, I'm just saying that. I'm just saying those words out loud. We had AAC what's, handy rifle. We oh, had um, what's his name from Q on, who I think he was at AAC before in the past. He started in Birmingham. He started AAC. Yeah, yeah, he started yeah, it. And, yeah. He was AAC. He was. Yeah, AAC. I remember him saying yeah. he wanted to buy it back from you guys. <laughs> well, he bought it back once why. already. <laughs> so, but I have no idea what happened. It's it's going to be interesting to see what you guys do there. Um, yeah, that's that's the exciting part. But a lot of that I know has been it's slow. There are companies from that whole breakup that are putting out things. Um, mm-hmm. Things are slowly coming out. Um, things you know, are always messy after a breakup. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and like some okay. companies have completely separated. So, you know, it's not like they're standalone companies, for example. That was a real messy breakup. That was like the worst divorce yeah. you could go through, I think, for that whole product line. They did so much damage to those brands. You know, just yeah. Well, and so, well, for example, dam- like Bush- minute, the, uh-huh. the, the damage was done to those brands when they became the Freedom Group. And I'll be quite yeah. honest with you. Mm-hmm. Soon yeah. as you t- I don't know about you like DPMS. We used to see those guys at the Knob Creek machine gun shoot. We mm-hmm. had, you talk to them, friendly, da da da. Goes into Remington. Now you got to deal with Remington sales guy, who didn't know what the he was doing. Yeah, who got D- no, Don't you guys? Do, doesn't JJE? Didn't JJE get uh, DPMS? Am I wrong with that? Yeah, we're, we're shipping DPMS guns right now. They're price yeah. point guns. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it, we're it, trying it, to do, the, the the PSA brand has stabilized a lot. I mean, our customer reviews have gotten a lot better. The quality has been picked up. The AKs are doing really well. DPMS is going to be the distributor um, line. Instead of, we want to continue to sell the good PSA product direct mm-hmm. to consumers as much as possible, but have another alternative product that we can sell to distributors. So DPMS is, right as of today, a distributor-only product line. That's, um... What? I think that's really interesting. Go ahead, go ahead, Walt. That's I don't know if everyone realizes what you're saying there either, but that's it. So just to just to quickly, just I just want to clarify this for a second, Walt. Hold on a sec. Just remember that question. Um, <laughs> so for people who want to get um, stuff from PSA and have it in their stores, you're saying that DPMS is going to be like the distributor, so my local gun store can have PSA stuff coming in through there. Am I wrong, right yeah, or wrong? You, we'll sell. We'll, we'll continue to sell PSA branded product to dealers, mm-hmm. but we also sell that same product to consumers, which is what takes up most of that product that we have available. Mm-hmm. DPMS will go only to dealers. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Okay. So that that's the difference. The, They'll be able to buy 100 guns right now, and, and PSA, we're going to throttle that. We want to be able to get those out to other people. If you want right. to buy 100 DPMSs, they'll ship tomorrow. Okay. Okay. From a dealer and dis- distribution standpoint. Huh. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, Walt, what was your question? Um, one of the cool things DPMS had that happened when they were Remington is that 308 rifle they had that they downsized. So it was a, a 308 t- type AR, but not in the AR-10 package. They, they made everything yeah, smaller, and more compact, and everything else. Is that still, is that mm-hmm. still going to be around, or is that uh, something that... We haven't looked at oh. Right now, they're just AR-15s and standard 308s. Um, you know, we did that X-format 308 a while back, a little small, I was it the PX-10 or, or whatever. It's kind of like what you're talking about. It was a smaller frame. Um, it was confusing to a lot of people because there's no standards on AR-10s. Yeah. And you had, you know, DPMS high, DPMS low, then you had the Bushmaster mid, you had all these different styles. and Armalite, Armalite. Armalite, yeah. yeah. When we did that thing and it didn't work with half the other stuff that didn't work with other stuff that was on the market, I think it confused people. We just didn't, and it had a proprietary bolt. You couldn't, one of the only things between all of those four, all those other form factors was the fact that the bolt was about the same, and then we entered our hat and ring, and the bolt was different. So mm. um, we just yeah, had that's one of the problems. That's, that, that's one of the problems with the AR-10 platform. There's so many different versions of it that, that it's not like an AR-15. You can take 
an AR-15 part from 1967 and drop it in their brand new gun and it'll mm-hmm. work for the most yeah. part. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I'm really super excited about what's going to come out from from um, from that from Freedom Group being split up. Not just with you guys. I mean, congratulations to you all for. I think you got some choice, some uh, choice bits in there with lots of uh, uh, cool intellectual property inside of it, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm really encouraged that some some for real two uh, A believing, you know, American uh, companies got their hands on some of these things, and perhaps we're going to get a chance to uh, see really high quality versions of, of some really favorite guns out there come back. Yeah, out of, out of all of that, I'm excited for the stuff that we get, we, we were able to obtain, but mm-hmm. the, I was, my first gun was a Marlin. Mm-hmm. Um, 22, yeah, I think Marlin. it was a 59A, um, two fed 22, I shot more squirrels and, and beer cans and everything you could think of with that gun. I, it's nearly wore out, I, I've always, held Marlin to a dear standard, but mm-hmm. then Ruger buying them, I think will be the best thing that ever happened to Marlin. Yeah. Period. That was a great acquisition. I, I would Ruger 100% does, agree. Ruger does a lot of their, lose a lot of their stuff in house too, their casting and all that mm-hmm. stuff too. So. They do. Ruger's, Ruger's one, one a thing, great, they're a great solid company. They always have been. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. after Bill Ruger went away. I was going to say, I feel um, after Bill Ruger. <laughs> Walter, you could not resist that, huh? Uh, well, he's like, he was, he's like, look, look at the cool stuff that came out. If Bill Ruger was still alive, there'd be no AR-57. There'd be none of these modern-type guns. He was an... He was a very traditionalist, you know. I think there was some old school. There was some old school gun guys that own companies that you know in the industry that just don't feel the way that some of the new school school yeah, guys then, do. And, like Jamin, I mean, you know, and, looking at this. And, 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 and as a civilian, you didn't need a high capacity magazine as far as. Going. Oh, that's nonsense. <laughs> but yeah, if you get drug deeper into the gun company culture, I was shocked. And this is me. I've I've done this for years, even before PSA. I was. You know, law enforcement running matches doing I, I've been engulfed in the gun community way before I got in gun industry and um, you'd be surprised how many gun decisions and, and stuff that is done by people that aren't gun people in this industry it, Oh, I'm yeah, not absolutely. Surprised. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I'm not surprised anymore, but yeah, it was shocking yeah, when all, I first. They're all they're all they're all suits. They wear suits. They yep. you know, yeah, I, and that's, all my counterparts play golf. That's yeah, if, I, if I go to the shot show, I'm very unique in the industry, to be honest with you. I don't no other CEOs play on Facebook and go shoot matches every weekend. That's right. wild. But that's, that's the way wild. it should be. It's you you expect it to be that way. And it really isn't because you're talking to some like if you get to talk to some of these guys and you're trying to talk about gun stuff or like I've seen um some of the bigger guys than me, the real super gun nerds, like a military arms channel, having conversations with some dudes and they're their eyes are glossing over because they're like, what the hell is this guy talking I, about? I, and I'm getting excited. Right. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine not being excited about what I'm building. That's crazy. It, it's, it's shot me. My first trip to SHOT Show, me walking around having conversations with people that were high up, you know, in some of the industries, and they're pointing me to other people. I'm, you know, I pride myself. If you walk up to me in the booth, we'll talk about guns till I turn blue in the face and, you know, <laughs> you get bored and walk away. I mean, I love it. That's my... That's my culture, and I think that's what's you know appealing to a lot of our, our customers is they have that direct access to me, and we can talk, and I can somewhat be 
relatively intelligent. Stephen may have to correct me that hit for now. I'll correct you, you on know, that relatively intelligent part. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, oh, it was boy. shocking to me that all these people don't shoot. No, yeah, so yeah. I can say that. I mean, from talking to multiple CEOs of other companies uh, that just don't get it. They're not a part of that culture. Uh, they're not a part of the program. It's just what can we do to make this product and have a certain portfolio. But then it's like, hey, if you made this, if you just tweaked this just a little bit, it's like, mm, yeah, no, it's not in the budget or it's not in the it's not in our vision for this. So we're going to go like that. It's like but the, or, the or, or someone might think the industry. Tell you. Yeah, I mean, I remember when the. It was a big deal when these uh, like the bolt action rifle guys put an AR mag on the bottom of a bolt action rifle. That was like epic. Like, and when F FN came out with their uh, their 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 tacticalized uh, hunting rifle, that was like epic for those people because it's yeah. like it's not in their it's not in their culture. They're all concerned about what people are going to say about them, and it's yeah. like someone here knows about a little something about FN. I guarantee you that. I don't know who. <laughs> um, it's, you know what? Listen, can I say something? I, this is, you know, I think that people are going to think this is crazy for me to say this, but there's kind of like a golden age that we're starting to enter for guns, for gun guys, for what can happen here. I know it's scary when we look at politics, and I agree with that. We need to pay attention to politics. There's a lot of people getting in the way of that. But it's kind of exciting to see some of the things that have happened and that could potentially happen with not just PSA. Um, I don't think a lot of people realize, you know, how big PSA is and and the kind of things that, that, that you guys have going on. But just there's certain parts of the industry that there's some really cool things come in here. You know, w w from people who are really excited about guns, nerds about guns, you know, and and willing to fight for the Second Amendment, I really hope that we get there. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think I think there's a couple of things. There's some some people are still stagnant. I, I think the the young fire breathing companies are going to push them out of the way. That's, that that that'll happen. They're either going to have to get off the couch and move, or or be, you know. <laughs> consumed by somebody like the Freedom Group or something, but mm -hmm. um, I know from our standpoint, we're pushing every day for new products, new ideas, you know, we've talked about doing M1s, we've talked about doing bolt guns, we've talked about, I, I, I own a bolt gun, I'd like to do a high-end bolt gun, it's relatively affordable, so mm. you know, we're going to continue to push ahead and, and, and you know, try to innovate as much as possible or, or at least try to get products out there that everybody could forward um, despite what's going on in Washington, you know, I'm very political and I won't get on that soapbox right now, but um, <laughs> I, I see this as a one-term, one-and-done one type situation. We may end up with another Democrat, but it's not going to be the current administration because there's too much controversy and, and stuff going on with him. So, um, I, you know, it, it worries me, it concerns me, but, you know, Jamie and I talk very often about the political climate. We're just going to work business as usual. We're, we're being guarded a little bit, but we're looking down the road going, okay, if we can't sell ARs tomorrow, what can we sell? Pistols, mm -hmm. bolt actions, lever actions, you know, mm -hmm. what other things can we have on the back burner that we're still allowed to have, even if a, you know, 
tyrannical regime comes in and decides that we can't sell gun, you know, have guns. Yeah. That you guys can manufacture and sell to people. Not that, you know, folks are going to be, yeah. everyone out there is going to be giving up their stuff because I'm not giving up anything. Um, mm -mm. You know, but that you can actually sell without dudes kicking in the doors. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's constantly talking. Go ahead, Jen. Uh, just, we need to be able to keep everybody's dogs safe from ATF agents if that trigger was ever be pulled. <laughs> yeah, go, 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 go ahead. Yeah, so I mean, but there's constantly, there's always in the back of our, as a company, the back of the mind is if it happens tomorrow, right? That just, it, you can't do this. There's a plan in place to be able to continue to make products that meet the requirements that they need to make. Mm -hmm. or that they need to meet and we're going to get it to the we're going to get it to the consumer and it's just yeah you know why that's important that, that's i think what they want yeah here's why i think that's important some people are going to say who cares if i've got my guns who gives a crap about other people i'm going to say this is the reason why we've seen it in the last year how many millions of new people came on board as gun owners i'm not saying that they believe in the second amendment or the constitution right. yet that happens though Right. Yeah. Once you become a gun owner, it's a gateway drug to freedom. So there's still more people out there that we can get. And even if they try to take these things, they're not going to get it from us. But we want the other folks out there who don't have anything yet to still right. get on board and say, how the hell come? I don't. Why don't I have this or that? Eight million new gun owners last year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, think, think about that. You know, that's 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 huge. Uh, and mm -hmm. the ammo, like the ammo shortage that happened, you know, a lot of that is mm -hmm. um, people starting to get into that. Well, let me exercise my freedom. You know, right now, um, look at the mm -hmm. <clears throat> what was the Colt Python that they came back out with. They were trying to design a gun, a revolver that people could truly take to the range. Because I'll be honest with you right now, the one the one gun that I want more than anything else is a Colt Python that works. Don't even show your Python, Patrick. <laughs> so don't so do it. That's a, that's a good subject. So so what does Colt do? Colt real quick, let me finish. Python. Let me finish. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. a revolver doesn't revolve. No, so like they were trying to <laughs> to build a, a gun that people could take to the range. Because what happens now? People buy guns and they go they go to the range and shoot way more ammo than they ever did before mm -hmm. you know so they were trying to they took what nine parts out of that gun trying to make it more robust and more range friendly and you know because that's the culture that's out there now so now you're getting these new gun owners that are what's readily available now that has it's bigger now than it's ever been the internet mm -hmm. so they're saying what do i need to do and there's all kind of instruction some good, some not great, mm -hmm. um, you know, and they're, and they're able to exercise that freedom. And then you have companies like Palmetto State Armory that do nothing but push. We're going to get you as much freedom as you as you can handle. Mm -hmm. um, and they they believe that. So, yeah, um, getting people out there to, to, to shoot. That's just a part. Yeah. That's what. This company's all about. Sorry, Walter. What were you? What were you trying to chime no, in right. earlier? I was just gonna. I was just gonna beat up on Colt because they, oh. <laughs> and, and they, and they couldn't make. They, okay, they just effed it up. So yeah, at some point, PSA is gonna start making uh, revolvers. <laughs> just yeah. probably. Just, I don't just, know. Just, <laughs> they're not. I don't know about that. 
If we're I mean, forced I, into I, it. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I see the I see Dragging. the revolver is, you know, Go. the revolver's like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna redesign the V eight and make it better. And and why why redesign the V eight? It works just Make it again and mm-hmm. and make it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, right. They, you know, we reintroduced the 1911s too. We we've been making 1911s pretty hot and heavy the last month or so, mostly in the custom shop. They're mm-hmm. a little bit more expensive, but and they're phenomenal. They 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 feel like a expensive high end custom one off build because they are. Mm-hmm. I think I think the best thing that happened to Colt was CZ. That'll be the best thing that happened to Colt. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm excited to see what some of the yeah. You're gonna get a culture in there that makes guns that work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So so let me do this pitch. Look, we're at nine o'clock. If these guys will give me a couple more minutes here, we'll get this wrapped up. I want to make this pitch though. When are we gonna see PSA make a bullpup? Oh Jesus! (laughs) Make a what? A bullpup. (laughs) A bullpup. He didn't. He's he's hilarious. Don't listen. No. Oh, I thought it was being funny at first. Like, oh, what? Chad, you're just going to shoot. You're going you're gonna to straight shoot down bullpups all together. Yeah. Huh? Oh. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that hurts my heart. Bullpup people are like HK people, right? <laughs> we'll make a bullpup in 10 millimeter. <laughs> I'm sure someone. Yeah, so, so <laughs> someone out there. Five. <laughs> Who was it? Someone was talking when you were talking about um, there was that company that you were talking about, and someone was like, "Yeah, that company made uh, um, ten millimeter barrels for Glocks." I forgot the Lake Storm Lake. Storm Lake, yeah. Storm Lake, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I'll keep working on these guys. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we might get bullpups here <laughs> at some point. Obviously, not in the near future. This is the far. This is the far future. Priorities, Hank. Priorities. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, Forty-two chill says bullpups suck. No, they don't. They're awesome. Bullpups are. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> don't be like that. Bullpups are awesome. I like, I like forty-two chill. You don't have any bullpups at all. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, yeah. Stephen. No bullpups. No. No bullpups. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I guess we got to end on a sad, sad tragic. <laughs> sad I didn't say I wouldn't own one. I just said I don't own one. Yeah. Yeah. I like to see someone. Um, yes. LV Louis Cypher says, I love I love bullpups. Uh, I like bullpups. Bull I love my KSG. Boom. There you go. I mean, look. Oh, KSG's pretty cool. Yeah. Smith & Wesson got into uh, the, the bullpup game the other day. Right? Wasn't that Smith and Wesson that came out with that 12 gauge bullpup? The, the 12 gauge. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Lola says bullpup equals HK. I like you more and more. That was an awesome, terrible. Well, at least it wasn't a bullpup revolver. You know, they've moved on a little bit, I guess. <laughs> Listen, can I just say something? Uh, I One of my biggest videos is about a bullpup revolver. That never came to fruition. It's, never it's gonna happen at some point. That cry thing, whatever it is, it's never happened. It's going yeah. to happen. Yeah. Oh god. It's going to happen. Okay, we will see that come. Even if I've got to make one myself, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any kind of skills like that. But it will. It will happen at some point. Okay. Listen. Uh, we're, we're we've gone through. Uh, two hours here already. I don't know if anyone else has any questions about the dagger. I think we covered a lot of dagger stuff. Gabriel Dominguez says PSA dagger and 22 LR. 
Uh, actually, yeah, that would be cool. A kit. I think it would be good. I don't to think get... it's been ruled out, but I don't think it's anything on the immediate plate either. Yeah, it will be. It will be cool to see that. That's not a bad idea. Is, are mean, there? Have you are heard there anything, yeah, Stephen. Have you heard yes, anything about it? Yeah. Yes, I have. Oh, you have. <laughs> And, and and my question was, is there a, is there a, is there a nineteen a Glock nineteen twenty two conversion hmm. on the market? A, I'm sorry, For, is there a on the market dagger? or is there one? In no, the he's talking about no, a no, Glock not, not conversion. Guys, but I mean, is there currently one anywhere floating around in the world? Uh, yes, I do believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah there is. Yeah, For yeah, sure. there, there's a couple yeah. different companies that make it. I'm I'm drawing a blank on the one. He's already yeah. tried one on the group. Senior, senior like didn't advance. Did he? What was that? Somebody's already converted one. Advanced a dagger? Arms. Someone's converted a dagger to twenty-two, or yeah, they just converted you already on the groups. Oh, hmm. okay. Advantage yeah. arms looks like to be looks to be the advantage one. That arms, most yeah. Advantage yeah, arms. Yeah, advantage yeah. arms. Yeah, I mean Taurus has got the TX twenty two, which is a cool um, twenty two. Smith and Messon makes one. Walther makes no, one. I mean, they, Glock has a twenty two pistol. Yeah, but that yeah, is not a nineteen conversion. You're yeah. not following me. It's not a nineteen conversion. Okay. All right. Right. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me, Hank. Right. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> follow me. Yes. Follow me. You sound have, like a reggae I have, artist. I have, I have, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I get. It. Okay. Listen. This has actually been fun. We should do this more often. I don't know. You got. I don't know. They might never come back on because they think we're gonna have a whole bullpup episode with. PSA. They find the right people for you to talk to. Oh, I'll I'll convince you. I'll work on it. I'll work on it, Chad. You said you you're a gun guy. You like to talk about guns. I do. I do. I would. I would own a Tabor. They're good guns. They're just heavy, and I'm an AR spoiled brat when it comes to the guns that I would pick up to go shoot. You know. You know, if anyone um, could figure out how to make a bullpup lighter, man, I think, you know, PSA, <laughs> take up that challenge. <laughs> that, that, that'd have to go to Lidstar. We'd have it all skeletonized and purple and oh. yellow and all kinds of control. Yes. I say yes. I don't, I don't think it's a matter of making it lighter so much. It's just a lot of those guns are all plastic for the most part, so they're mm -hmm. pretty light mm -hmm. to begin with. They're all injection-bolted mm -hmm. frames on those things. Yeah. You know, it's... it's yeah. Yeah. Make the EM two. You gotta make a you gotta make a copy oh. of the EM two, the British EM two. The British one, yeah. Yeah. I like the KSG. I, I like the KSG too. I mean it's, it's KSG's a nice gun. Yeah. KSG's nice. The RFB is decent. It's a decent shot at FS two thousand. FS two thousand, I have one. Hank has Hank I has one. A, yeah, I collect bullpups. He doesn't, he doesn't he doesn't shoot it, he won't bring it up. <laughs> he looks like a whale. <laughs> I think I'm the only one that has shot. Okay, I think it's time to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're gonna move on now. Uh yeah, I have a I have a bunch of um I have a bunch of uh, bullpups in my collection. So can I ask a question of the group? Sure. <clears throat> um so Patrick, Walter, Hank. First impressions, your true first impressions whenever you shot the dagger, whenever you grabbed it, and whenever you shot it, what That's did you what think? I wanted to mention to you. Mm -hmm. The dagger's got an awesome grip, in my opinion. It fits in my hand really. I got a big old club, mm -hmm. and it fits into my hand really well. Not that, I'm, not that I would know that by you know, any point, but it fits really well. It feels, it feels natural. It doesn't feel like I'm having to 
you yeah. know to work at anything yeah so. i know you asked patrick this um my honest like my first thought was wow this feels like it belongs in my hand so that's that would be my uh, thing I, trigger, don't know patrick. I, I was impressed with the trigger uh it's better it's as good if not better than a gen 3 and far better than any of the gen 4s i've ever fired mm-hmm. um, yeah. so i was i was actually that was a, the first thing i looked at was trigger pull and i liked it and, yeah. and i'm not a trigger aficionado but i did I was impressed how I thought how easily it worked. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that we're working on right now, you guys are going to hate me for saying this, but we're working on a bullpup, uh, Glock bullpup right now. And, oh, <laughs> oh, and I just have to say, like, what was exciting to what's exciting to me about the dagger and you guys making the dagger is the availability of parts. We've had guys from the 3D printing world here on the show, Control Pew. Um, you know, uh, uh, we, we've had uh, was uh, Vin on the show, Vin and Gwen, some other folks out there that are doing this. And it's really exciting to think that you can get all these, like, because you guys are making these parts, it's becoming more available. Whether you realize it or not, a lot of Glock parts have become less and less available because of all the 3D printing and the places you could push this. Like, we're talking, seriously, we're talking about bullpups, and it's kind of a little bit on the fringe, but this is the space where people can make all kinds of cool different guns just for the fun of it. But what's happening is the parts availability is the tough thing. And to me, it's really super exciting to see that there's a company that's going to be making these parts on a regular basis. So it's not easy yeah. to do. So yeah. that's that's you know, that's that's my big thing about it. Um, I don't know if Patrick or Walter have anything else. I um, I'm going to I'm going to wrap it up now here. I really do appreciate you coming in, Chad, as well as Steven from PSA. Yeah, I mean, no this problem. has been this has been a fun, fun uh, conversation here. Um, I'm going to ask you guys, I'm going to start with Steven and, uh, and and then go to Chad. If folks out there out there watching this and they want to ask more questions, uh, where would they reach out to you, Steven, for example? Um, honestly, the best way for people to reach me is going to be through Chad on that Facebook group. Um, there, that's where all the questions get asked and we see absolutely everything and we will answer, um, publicly or we'll message, uh, anybody that has a question and get through that way. Okay. So the Palmetto State Armory Facebook group is absolutely the best place. Absolutely. Okay. Chad, you're going to give us all your number. So that we can call. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, no, okay. Yeah. <laughs> how can how no, can um, uh-huh. I'm I'm easy to reach. You can hit me on Facebook. We have um, or the main channel on Instagram or on Facebook. But most of the groups that we have dedicated to each one of our products, we've got the AKV group, we've got the AK group, we've got the AR group, um, the handgun group. So, um, you know, Chad W-Y-L-I-E, I'm active in all those groups. People message me, you know, I'm redirecting the customer service and get things out. So, you know, if anybody's got any questions or has any concerns or, or, anger or whatever feedback, just find me and reach me out. Awesome. Awesome. Babyface P, how can the folks out there get in touch with you? youtube.com slash babyface p or on instagram baby underscore face p and while we were sitting here and had a lull in conversation i actually finally reattached my oh. instagram to my to my facebook so facebook won't be dead again face my facebook for my bfp facebook has been dead for the last like three weeks to a month because mm-hmm. my the two got disconnected oh, i okay. figured out how to reconnect it i'm good so you'll oh, start okay. seeing stuff there too awesome cool walter how can the folks uh reach and harass you about bullpups if they uh, want to. 
Yes. Oh, yeah, I call about blow pups. I don't oh. listen to them, but anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a couple bull pups. I have a few books. Yeah. Um, Safety Hour Firearms, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Of course, there's stenparts.com, which is on on the internet. And then um, Dirtfoot Racing for the mini bike stuff, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. So. Absolutely. Jerry Parker says it would be nice to see more retail stores in North Carolina. You guys are opening um, a bunch of retail stores. We to, we yeah, need we need one in Florida. One in Florida. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, Florida. <laughs> I live in rural Florida. Uh, you know, we're starting to move. We're in Savannah. We're opening one up in North Carolina. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, as we find property, we open up stores. Yeah. No doubt. Okay. Awesome. I'm looking forward to that invite to the Florida store. All right, listen, yes. I want to – what's up? No, yeah, I, oh, yeah, I agree. Yes. Uh, so let me do this. I'm going to run in the end. We're going to come back. Someone's going to leave us with the words of wisdom. It's either going to be Chad or Stephen. I don't know which one. Uh, I want to thank. <laughs> I want to thank everyone for tuning in today and asking questions and hanging out with us and all that. We're not going to be on for the rest of the week like we usually would be. I'm getting on the road. I have a bunch of traveling to do, so I'm not really sure we're going to be able to come back. Um, and but you know we will be back. So we'll hit you guys up with that. I'm going to run in the end. Everyone stay there coming right back here all right guys thanks so much for joining us hanging out with us here we're going to rip the audio out of this throw it up on itunes and all your favorite places to get audio podcasts from um big thanks to to chad and steven from psa for coming in who's got the words of wisdom who's got it i would say the ceo should have the words of wisdom oh he's po <laughs> <laughs> he's pointing at you steven he's pointing at you <laughs> Let's hear it, um, Stephen. I gave the last one. Yeah. <laughs> Say that one more time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you got? What do you got, Stephen? You got to have something. What, what, what you want? What kind of words of wisdom would what, you like? What's your, what's your, give us something that's your favorite, man. Something that always uh, pulls you through things or that you always think in your mind and you tell folks out there. That's what we're looking for. It doesn't have to be anything. I got you. So, yeah, one of, the, one of the biggest things that I always find that helps me is don't argue with idiots or fools because they will just bring you down to your level and beat you with experience. <laughs> so that's one of the best things. That's one of the best pieces of advice that I ever got. And it'll help, honestly, in a lot of gun debates. Mm -hmm. um, and then another thing for me is just don't, don't worry. <laughs> Well, guys, I got to go. And, uh... <laughs> All right. Listen, thanks so much, guys. It's been fun. You guys stay there. We're out of here. We'll see you guys when we come back. Walter, did you want to say something before I hit the button? No, I'm good. I'm good. That was All awesome. right. Yes. All right. We're out. Peace. <laughs>